Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yep, we are live on a Thursday morning. Boy, I tell you, last night you had an option. And I know that there's this back and forth, back and forth, like people have remotes and all, but I think last night is a perfect example of how, not we, because I, I don't think it's us so much, and maybe it is at times. And yes, Adam's exploits exactly where I was heading, where as we welcome everybody into the middle of the Jacob Media YouTube page, if you're here already, remind everybody as they continue to come in, leave us a like and subscribe to the channel. You already hear the 10 to 12 to 15 of you already here before the show starts. That's just a reminder for you to tell others. But I think the city, this fan base gets caught up in poor discernment of time of like what to watch. Like last night, if you were truly on board with what the Philadelphia 76ers need to do, right, in order to upgrade their team, in order to compete with a squad like, let's say, Phoenix or even L.A., like looking at what they would be like, and you wasted your time watching the Phillies and Marlins in a meaningless – you're not equipped – to have that conversation about the Philadelphia 76ers and what they need to do to compete with the final three or four at the time teams. Does that make sense? Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks. Yes, it does. Uh, You know, I, I, I told you I've been on record for a long, long time now. I no longer waste my time uh, with the sport of baseball and especially the Philadelphia Phillies because what they play, I don't even think it is baseball. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Good thing you're not watching it. I hear so many I things. I know you man. weren't watching that last night. Of you were watching not. your guy Chris Paul dominate a basketball game. Unbelievable, unbelievable. You know. So, so what was the difference between that game and last week? I mean, last night, uh, the night before last, where it was you know it was a total blowout. You could tell, you know, midway through the game that there was no way Chris Paul was going to allow that team to lose. No yep. way. Tremendous performance. No you know, question. You know, we talked about you know guys trying to change their narratives. Well, yes. the guy behind me. You know, had the opportunity as well as Paul George did. And this guy got it done. Now yes. he gets to the finals, which he's never been to before. The Phoenix Suns, I think it's only the third finals appearance in franchise history going back to 1993, which ironically is the same year that the Canadians last went to the Stanley Cup finals. Both are now in the finals. And then way back in 76, that epic uh, series against the Boston Celtics that went six games and the fifth game went to three overtimes. It's yeah. considered probably the best basketball game maybe ever. And if you <laughs> if if you look look it up on YouTube, if you like basketball, go back and watch it. You talk about Havlicek. That that was Havlicek. <laughs> All right. What about Havlicek? Paul Silas was even in that series too. Eight miles every game. Exactly right. <laughs> Eight miles, but this guy got it done, man, and good for him. It's the it's the one enduring story now for the NBA season, really. Well, yeah. it's the one enduring story, and, and the storyline, you know, applies here to Philadelphia. He was able to control the narrative just by being the guy controlling the game, the point guard. How about that? 
a point guard that right. controls the pace of the game, controls the narrative. That's what we need, man. Mm-hmm. That's exactly you, it, right. It's it's amazing because there's another guy who I think that there is at oh, the very oh, mixed oh, conversation. Man. Yeah. Shan, I just can't stop looking at your face, though, man. Why? What happened? Your your mustache. I don't have a mustache. What happened? Nothing. You wanted it like that? No, you never know. You never know. What is, <laughs> what, what, yeah, what is going on here? Wait, wait, you, I keep looking you, at your face. I, now, I, bro. Are, we, are you turning into Jimmy Lynham? Uh, let me tell I can't do a Jimmy Lynham. No, I, I'm not Joe it. Conklin. Oh my goodness. <laughs> What's what line well, I just you know, noticed like, this and I see the stream going crazy about yeah. Aton's beard and it's it's not so much the beard it's the fact that there's no mustache. Did you shave that? Yeah. Why? Just to, just to see what would happen. <laughs> just to see what would happen. Honestly. <laughs> to see if anybody would even notice. Oh, well. I wasn't going to bring it up. You didn't bring it up. <laughs> I do. I was just looking. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's awesome. Stop. Well, that's, it's the yeah. process of it coming off. And I figure, all right, well, I'm shaving it beforehand. And it's I always a- start with the lip because that's the worst. Like, there's nothing worse. Sand in your mouth. I'd rather have that than lip hair that you shave from a mustache that gets caught in your mouth. Uh. That we're not on the radio yet. That shit sticks in your mouth for days. <laughs> wow. You can't brush that out. You can't. The yeah, feeling stays look, there. See, the look at Ash with good Shander knowledge. I did yeah. know Gettysburg. Gettysburg is trending. The Battle of Gettysburg is trend. Maybe I subconsciously was sending you messages. The trend right now in the United States, Battle of Gettysburg. I'm a Gettysburg alum, although wow. they kind of distance themselves from that. The paper states do, otherwise. Maybe do they acknowledge that? They have to. They have no choice. <laughs> I graduated. I just keep on thinking. I just keep on thinking. Looking at you, I think of rocking the cast bar for some reason, bro. What? I just can't stop rocking it. Y'all really don't like it. That's the clash. Yeah, the clash. Yes, the clash. That just reminds me of the class for some reason, man. The clash. Why? Why? I don't know. I just, I just look at Aton. I believe he's singing it right now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? Barry, Barry, he's conjuring up images of Joe Strummer. I tell you, man, I, I don't know what's going on. I am more confused with <laughs> now I'm really right lost than I was watching the cast on the sidelines last night. Presented by Rocket Mortgage, home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. Are we going to talk about that? I know we have to talk about Chris Paul and what happened last night, the narrative that shifts with Paul and maybe is reinforced with Paul George. Jay Michael in nine minutes is going to join us up here on the stream as we're live on Sports Map Radio. And second hour, Kai Carlin, one of our own here in Philly, is going to join us because Kai, to work in reverse, is going to talk about a piece he wrote, Harry, right, about yeah. the Sixers possibly trading Ben Simmons to Indy. So I yeah. thought, well, let's jump in an hour one and go to Indy for a guy who's covered both the Pacers and now the NBA forever and Jay Michael. Yeah, and he can also obviously hit on the finals, you know, matchup, which With now both, we know yes. when, you, when you we know one of the combatants, uh, you know, in, in the Phoenix Suns. So, yeah, how about pa- uh, Patrick Beverly, too, last night? What a punk move that was. 
Yeah, that was that was so Come seriously. On, man. Yeah, man. So yeah. This, you know, this whole Clippers on. organization just looks like a bunch of whiners now, don't they? <laughs> Last night, between Demarcus Cousins, like a couple of late shots, you had Patrick Beverly. Like now, look, I don't. I want this to be said here for everybody because I know we all think have this similar mentality. I want the whistles swallowed. I want physical play. I want guys to be able to use their body as well as their hands in blocking, but. What was going on last night was the old guy at the Y who kept getting beat and kept hacking and stopping the game. And, and it was just like, are you serious? Right. Yeah. yeah. It was ridiculous, man. I mean, it, it stopped being basketball. It's like it went to, all right, I want to celebrate. You know, I want to celebrate this. And then all of a sudden, bam, we're just going to make it just, you know, two hours longer than it's supposed to be. That's the way it felt, man. It was like an extra hour in the fourth quarter. Just yeah, it was a foregone conclusion, too. Yeah. You, know, you, you knew who was going to win that game. And, and you know, I, while we're here lauding Chris Paul, and, you know, rightly so, uh, his flopping is oh unbelievable. Oh, no question. Unbelievable. Master. Boogie Cousins looked at him like, what? Jeez. I, I think he's going to hurt himself from, from flopping. It, it is amazing, right? Yeah. He might be – like, he's on the level of EPL, La Liga. He's yes. on the level of international football. Right. I think he played soccer in another life, eh, Tom? Right. I think you're right. Like, he could be on – he's a flop. Like, he could be on Broadway or he could be on a pitch. Yeah. All right. I, I now, can't. We to talk about this. I can't hear anything. Did you even hear the music? I, we no. got we got to flip to the brick. See, no, my my mic isn't my nothing changed with my mic. See, this is the problem here. Ah, jeez. How about the tour de France? The lady with the sign. <laughs> yeah, well, they well they indicted her and then they dropped it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. The tour de France didn't press charges. That's what it was. They decided not to press charges. That's why she just got fined like like seventeen, eighteen hundred bucks or something like that caused a major wreck yeah it was yeah. pretty bad and really they, bad they didn't know all right so we also have to talk about this like what what is going on here because there's any, oh yeah i saw know, this yeah this guy's crazy i mean what's he doing is he trying to grab their junk that's clipper daryl isn't it I, I don't know i mean it's bomber and some two other guys I mean, who's oh, clipper yeah. daryl yeah who is Clipper yeah, Darrell? Who is he? He's like the, you know how we have that old guy that sits down there in front of everybody that was he's just a super like, fan. He No, but he's like there. I mean, think about the fan base, right? Yeah. But he is their super fan. Okay. He's like, but he's also, he's a man of the people. He's like a real person. He's not okay. some creation. He's not some fan creation by any means. Yeah. I don't know what that was, Shelton. That did have a little reach around. Yeah, bomber. <laughs> bomber. Jeez, he's, he's crazy, man. That guy's nuts. It had a little reach feel to it. Yeah, it did. Hey, man. I'd, I'd it stop looked like a game, bro. That looked like a salt to me. Yeah, yeah. We'd have to stop watching the game like, yo, bro, you know, yeah, yeah. keep your hands to yourself. I saw one tweet uh, responding to that saying, no wonder Kawhi sits in the second level. <laughs> Seriously, that's amazing. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. And and Frank Kaminsky was getting blasted on Twitter. He was trending for his lack of a reaction after Patrick Beverly shoved his point guard in the back. Yeah. Well, look, man, I don't know their relationship, right? Yeah. Like, that's the thing, man. That The game's over at that point. I don't know his relationship. Like, maybe Chris Paul's an ass. Maybe he's a dick to... Well, Chris Paul was just giving it back to Beverly. No, no, no. I don't mean all. about Beverly. I mean about, you know, like, what if what if Chris Paul... What if Kaminsky's an asshole to, to Paul? Like, what right. if Kaminsky... You know what I mean? Like, 
What if these guys hate each other? I, you know what? That's an interesting point right there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let, let's look at this. Barrett, let me put you in this position here, right? The game is over and the final horn or whistle in this case goes off and guys are kind of like doing what they do, you know, maybe moving to the middle of the field and, and slapping hands and somebody comes up and shoves a teammate of yours that you don't like that you don't get along with. You have to get along with because you play together. What's your initial reaction? Are you still going to step I, up? Yeah, I, I still got to step to him. Okay, okay. I, I still got to do it, man. I mean, I, I couldn't just let that happen. Not, not you know, Especially not at that, that stage. No, you, you okay. got to make something happen. Okay. Just curious. I defer to you, man. This is the middle on the sports map. Selling a soul for the Super Bowl. <laughs> That should be a song, shouldn't it? All right. Jay Michael's going to pop on with us in a minute or so. I, I don't know. Maybe he's got thoughts on the double. What, what are we calling this bomber move? The double junk grab? <laughs> what is, what is uh, it? A double thigh slap or something? I well, tried to just forget about it, actually. It was I disturbing. Mean, it's yeah. thigh stop all over again. Yeah, right? I mean, he's literally squeezing their thighs. And he's rubbing. He's squeezing and rubbing. There was some rubbing. There was some rubbing. Wow. <laughs> what, did, what What? was he it, trying to accomplish? It moved. It did. Clifford <laughs> Darrell's going home being like, it moved, Jerry. <laughs> Can we say that on the air, though? We're back on the radio, Ron. Can we say that term? I want you to say it so that if we get in trouble, you're on the hook for this. What? Say nut? Well, nut grabbing, as you I said. Nut grabbing or nut smuggling? Nut smuggling. Can you say that? I just did. All it, right. It resembled that. So your show will be getting kicked off now. Not well, radio-wise, not YouTube. I think we're still good. YouTube, you can say whatever you want, right? What uh, was that all about? You can play music, right? You yeah, can you say can whatever hateful, music. nonsensical crap you want. You just can't play something from Paul McCartney. God right. Forbid. Exactly right. <laughs> But but is that is that thigh squeeze from Balmer? Is that in lieu of like a high five? Is that his high five move? Harry, I have no freaking idea. Like, Here, okay, here's the deal. You guys need to get back in the studio together. So you guys, uh, this is how you can celebrate or go out together. Go catch a game together and you guys can celebrate this way together. Dude, do we dude. need that though? Like, do we need dude. that in our yeah. lives? Do we need that level of I don't know that any Sixers fan needs that. Right. We don't you know need what I mean? I'm picturing Barrett to be the Steve Ballmer in this situation. <laughs> Barrett's in the middle. That. Barrett's in the middle of the middle. We would not have the middle anymore. <laughs> I don't know if I could survive. I don't know if my thighs could survive that level of attention from yeah, a hand yeah. as big as Barrett's. My thighs aren't big enough, man. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, on the super chat here. Thank you, sir. Hey, be like, hey, everything from the shout to the donation. No question, but I, you know, you, you'd be pissed off about that. You'd be really pissed off about that, dude. That that there's no sense in that. What is that? I don't know. I've never right, seen. So it here's before. the question. Here's the question. Okay, would you rather? And I understand the trade-off is well, you're sitting courtside, but the flip side of it is you're making millions of dollars. So, mm. would you rather be randomly shoved in the back for doing absolutely nothing as the game goes on to its end, or sit next to Steve Ballmer? For a Clippers blowout where every single bucket, he's jumping up and down, just rubbing you. Just rubbing <laughs> no, you. Man. I'll take a shot in the lower back. 
bro. Okay. And thrown off of yeah. Frank roof. Kaminsky, in fact, can can deliver a shot to my lower back and oh, just get it over with. I can't even entertain what is that. Going on. I can't even entertain that, man. Oh, uh, look at this. Look what? At this. Luckily, we have a nice break from the absurdity because, I mean, my goodness. I, I don't know. Maybe Jay has thoughts on, on this. We'll play the video as well. At this is Jay Michael. Jay Michael covers all things NBA for the Indy Star. Has been around the league from D.C. to Orlando, USA Today. And great follow on Twitter. Great insight on Twitter. And you never know. You're going to get some humor, some old school hip hop references, and maybe even some food discussion. What's up, Jay? Hey, doing pretty good. You forgot professional wrestling. I have to- oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I stand corrected. Absolutely. We, we, we had a little professional wrestling mixed with our NBA last night, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got that right. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Chris Paul was selling contact like a professional wrestler, but, yeah, yeah it, got, it got real at the end. Yeah. You know, it, it's <laughs> so getting to the point now. I can't I can't respect Hoopers now, man. I can't look at them in the same light, man. I mean, the way they flop, man, it's ridiculous. And I, I, look, I, I said this last night, and a lot of Chris Paul fans and Suns fans got mad at me. I love Chris Paul. I've loved him since the day he came out of Wake Forest. I, you know, I've always given him credit, and, and, and you know, even with those early playoff exits that he had that people give him grief for, I, I believe that you know it's a team accomplishment or a team failure. Um, I think sometimes we put too much – everything being on a star player winning the championship all the time, I think it's a little bit overrated. That's me. So I've been a defender of Chris Paul, but the stuff that he was doing, he's been doing in this series, it's like as the stakes get higher, his flops and his selling and is gotten to another level. And trying to get a guy ejected like he did Demarcus Cousins, to me, that's like a bridge too far. Like, oh, no question. That's, that's I'm sorry, that's a punk move. It is. It I, is. I, I, can't, I can't respect that. And so as much as I love him. That doesn't mean I got to love 100% of the things that he does. That's terrible sportsmanship. It makes your officials look incompetent. It embarrasses the league to the layman or to the average fan who who may pop in and see that and be like, oh, screw this. And I, I just don't – for a guy – scrubs do that. I think I tweeted. Scrubs do this to get an advantage against actually great players. Great players or elite players or Hall of Fame players like Chris Paul shouldn't have to resort to that to get the better of, you know – uh, a guy like uh, uh, Patrick Beverly, despite Beverly's flaws, you don't even need to do that because you're saying you're on that level. And, of course, it got down to Pat Bev's level with this show at the end yeah, of the yeah. game. But he doesn't <laughs> need that, man. I, I, you know, so I, I'm kind of disappointed. Chris Paul just keeps raising the bar on on flopping and selling contact. I mean, Marcus Smart has nothing on him. Hmm. <laughs> uh, real, real quick, I know this is going to be a, a topic of conversation throughout, especially as, as we see the, the nature of flopping continue. What was the more uncomfortable moment to see live last night, Jay? Was it Patrick Beverly, which seemingly out of nowhere, just taking a huge shove, Chris Paul right in his back, or the double, we're going to say for the purposes of radio, thigh grab, Last night from Steve Palmer. What was the more uncomfortable moment in Jay Michael's household? No doubt about it. It was the um, the thigh grab. Like, hey, look, if you're not a thigh grab, hey man, if you're not a billionaire like Steve Ballmer and you go around doing that, you leave that arena with two black eyes. No question. No question. <laughs> Even if he's a billionaire, he's still gonna get he's still gonna get a right cross for me, bro. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm I don't show. I'm gonna show him how to flop. Hey, Michael, J. Michael, I, I'm gonna show him how to flop, man. Because I'm gonna Wait a second. Flop Let, let's call Barrett out on something. You're telling me a member of the Rooney family? All right, you're winning the Super Bowl out there in Pittsburgh. You're hurt for a week, and you're in the owner's box, and you're sitting next to a member of the family, and you get up to cheer like they get up to cheer. And all of a sudden, you feel your thigh being grabbed. What are you gonna do in that moment, bro? I just won't be employed by the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> There's no question about that. You you are not rubbing me like that, bro. I mean, that's 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 almost that you know what they call it the uh the the, the director's couch. That's that's semi director's couch. Casting casting couch. That's yeah. in my casting for couch. Porn reference, <laughs> right? Seriously, Orphan, man. You must be out of the house today. Right, I'm like, yo, come on, casting couch. No, 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 no. I, I would assume if the owner Balmer grabbed me that way, I would just assume I'm getting a raise. <laughs> Both, but both ways, huh? Oh, God, he and he and I would have to settle out of court. Okay, that's what would happen. Hey, 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 man, hey, you know it, it worked for Bill Cosby, right? You know, oh come on, man. Oh, man. Jeez, what are we what are we talking about here? What are we talking about here? We're talking about grabbing thighs. We're talking about a couch. What, what I'm assuming about? that Clipper Daryl's okay with his thighs being grabbed. <laughs> Let's get it back to Chris Paul. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead, Harry. <laughs> now, what I'm saying, like, you know, you had this series in, in the West where you had two players in Paul George and Chris Paul both trying to change narratives, uh, you know, of, of their playoff, you know, failures and failing to deliver. And, you know, one guy did to the tune of 41 points and the, and the other guy, you know, came up really small. Yeah. I mean, that's always been kind of the knock on Paul George. I mean, I think, He's going to get a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here because he didn't have Kawhi, and he did have some special performances earlier in the playoffs, throughout the playoffs. So I'm not going to be as maybe tough on him as it, you know, uh, if he didn't have those earlier successes here in the postseason. But I mean, yeah, it goes to show. Like when he left Indiana, everyone told me from you know, uh, you know, mostly behind the scenes talking about Paul George, you know, that he really is a guy that is uncomfortable being a number one. I mean, if you listen to all of his whining about, uh, you know, being criticized on social media and how it bothers him, kind of kind of speaks to his, um, he's a little bit thin-skinned and he, you know, it's a classic case of, I don't listen to what critics say, but, you know, everything he does is based on apparently what critics say about him. Um, and I, so I think what you saw is he's a really good player. He's an excellent number two guy, but is he going to be the guy that just leads you all the way to the promised land? That's that's not in his DNA. They weren't gonna they weren't gonna win the championship, I believe, anyway. Uh, but if he could have at least just gotten him to the finals, I think that would have been a huge feather in his cap, regardless of what happens after that fact. But yeah, it, to me, it just shows PG. PG yeah. is he's he's not quite. He's on that second tier, which is still a pretty darn good player. Well, yeah. he's been stock. He's probably stocking. Uh, Shannon Sharp's um, social media right now because you know Shannon can't stand them, you know, for for whatever reason. But at the end of the day, man, he, you got to understand, man. Everybody, you know, everybody's injured every once in a while. You know, you sometimes you have to step up. I just like the fact that you know guys change the narrative of of who they are and what they are as far as you know going into you know retiring or whatever he's going to do. You know, Paul, um, whatever, not Paul George, but whatever, you know. The Suns are going to do at this point. One guy got the monkey off his back. The other guy, you could kind of tell in you know way Paul George presented it. Like, all right, you know, if the situation was different, we'd be the ones going. Don't make excuses, bro. Yeah. Just sit yeah. back, you know what I'm saying, and be quiet. You know, 
go off and just start preparing for next year, man. Too many excuses in this league, too much flopping. It's really starting to piss me off that the league is starting to get really, really sensitive and 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 punkish right now. Man. Starting to get <laughs> wow, we crossed, we crossed that divide a long time ago. You know, what I think, you know what I think makes it worse, guys? Now that they have all of these little fanboys on social media who tweet to them, oh, yeah, you did okay, the heck with all of these haters, and they kind of, you know, have this little peanut gallery over there to, you know, to soothe their egos and all that stuff. I think that's in, I think that's kind of added to it because now every time you see these victim cards being played by all of these guys, mm-hmm. I mean – as great as LeBron James is, he's the best player of his era. I mean, come on, they get eliminated from the playoffs, and now all of a sudden you have a problem with the 72-game schedule. All of a sudden now it's because of the injuries why you guys lost. Uh, and, and you come up with all of these excuses. Um, let's face it, I, I thought you were the GOAT. Or at least you call – well, he calls himself the GOAT. I don't believe he's the GOAT. Well, if you're the GOAT, you should at least be able to get out the first round, shouldn't you? So what, what, was, your, yeah, yeah. Hey, what was your excuse for? And made playoffs in your first thing, so you don't want to talk about those kinds of things when it's convenient. You got all of these guys making excuses, and they have a chorus on social media that gives them likes and retweets. It retweets as well. He said it, so it must be true. And I think Paul George and these guys kind of feed into that. But you're right, man. That's this whole thing is like you lost, you lost. Last time I checked, I always talk about the 20, 2011 Dallas Mavericks. They lost Karan Butler, who was their starting three. Uh, in January, in the middle of that season, they still went on and won the title with one star against three in the finals. So it's possible. It's difficult, but it's still possible. What Jay, do you think? Hold on real quick, Harry. I'm sorry. I Go just ahead. wanted to shift because I know that you have to uh, jet in a couple here. So Harry uh, brought this up at the start of the show. We have a, a local writer, Kai Carlin, who put out a piece about the Sixers and the Indiana Pacers. This mm-hmm. is the team you cover. Front and center. We'll put you on the spot. Is Simmons a pacer next year? I, I don't know that yet. Yeah. Um, look, here, here's the big question that you got to answer before you look look at Simmons' contract. He's owed what, 40 million plus each of the next what what four years that he's got left on his deal. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, following this year, right? Yeah, he's owed a whole lot of money. Uh when the Pacers were desperate for a point guard or to upgrade point guard two seasons ago. They had a deal in place to acquire Mike Conley from Memphis. Herb Simon nixed the deal. It was done to get Conley because of the size of his contract. And that contract wasn't anywhere near as big as – I mean, it was big, but it wasn't as big as what Ben Simmons has on the books. So even if Kevin Pritchard, the president of the Pacers, wants to make that deal, it's all would come down to Herb Simon anyway. I actually believe Ben Simmons would be a big upgrade for him because they're small in the backcourt. Uh, he fills a lot of the holes they have defensively. Uh, we know he can't shoot. I think shooting is part of the game that's easiest to fix with not just hard work, but with the proper work. He's never going to be Steph Curry, but could he be somebody, something close to Jason Kidd where you're an occasional threat? Yeah. So I think he would be a great acquisition for him. The question is, are you going to pay him that kind of money? And that, that decision would be on Herb Simon. So despite all the other stuff, oh, it would be a good fit. Kevin Pritchett wants to do it. If owner Herb Simon doesn't want to do it because of those numbers on the books, it's not going to happen. All right, Harry, I know you got a quick question here before we let Jay go, but let's break real quick on the network. Back in three on Sports Map Radio. Go ahead, Well, Jay was talking about, you know, peanut galleries on social media, you know, supporting these players. 
Ben Simmons's peanut gallery of support is dwindling very fast here in <laughs> Philadelphia. But I just wanted to ask you, what what uh, do you think would be the best finals matchup now that Phoenix is in Milwaukee or Atlanta? The upstart Atlanta Hawks. Oh, Contrast in styles, it would probably be Milwaukee with Giannis if Giannis is able to play. Mm-hmm. But I think I think a game with Atlanta would be. I, I guess I'm going to go with Atlanta because I, I don't. I think the games against Milwaukee would be either really good and competitive and contrasting styles, but I think you'd have some really ugly games in that series. I think with Atlanta, it would be probably every single game would be entertaining, at least from an offensive perspective. Yeah. So I think Atlanta's probably going to be the better uh, matchup for the average sort of fan. And whereas style-wise, I actually would like to see a healthy Giannis or somewhat healthy Giannis with Milwaukee, uh, given the way that um, – you know, given given that their 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 strengths and weaknesses. So appreciate you, Jay. Thank you so much. At this is Jay Michael on Twitter. Jay, the letter J Michael on Twitter. Uh, just a name. Who's the best name that the Sixers could get back in a trade with Simmons? Um, Miles Turner. Um, okay. Miles Turner would be. I can take him up front with Embiid and, and work in some combos. Might, I can do that. I can live with that. Maybe able to get, a, or you may be able to get a combination with a wing. Um, you know, they have, they have some good wings on the team. Um, TJ Warren's coming off of a foot injury, but they really like, I don't know. The the article mentioned Brogdon and, uh, lamb. You could get, you could definitely get Brogdon. You could definitely get lamb, but the Sixers, you know, lamb's coming off of, you know, he, a season and a half ago, he damaged his left leg, tore his, broke his leg, uh, tore the ACL, uh, and started the season late. Then he didn't finish the season because of he was having soreness and issues. So, I mean, if he's just a throw in and you don't really, you know, if he's going to be good or not, you don't really care. He's in the last year of his deal. So mm-hmm. he's inspiring anyway. Okay. So, and could work. He'd have some, you know, it would be a low risk, high reward. If he turns out to be play, playing at a good level, a high level again, fine. But yeah, uh, I think Brogdon definitely uh, could be had uh, in, in such a deal. No Not doubt. terrible. Not appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much as always, Jay. Thanks, right, Jay. Guys. Good chat with you anytime. Uh, for sure, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, you got to follow him on Twitter. Yeah, he's, he's great. great follow. Yeah. And especially just as far as like live, if you're on Twitter, which I know is dangerous, live during games, any game, mm-hmm. he, he's a good live follower. And definitely called me out on, on my uh, rooting for Chris Paul tweet last he did, night. He did? Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and he said basically what he came on and started the show with, which is, Big fan of Chris Paul, love Chris Paul, but he he took it over the line when it came to the baiting and the flopping in order to to get Demarcus thrown out. Yeah, in in full on context of the league. Radio Network, presented by Rocket Mortgage, live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So I think actually Jay, Jay just brought up an interesting point here because we talked about the shove, we talked about DeMarcus Cousins, and we talked about Chris Paul flopping all before Jay came on. And I think he kind of put what happened last night in perspective, which is we saw magnified, we saw the analogy of Barrett talking trash to a defensive lineman that defensive lineman talking trash back. Barrett gets a shot at the guy's chin that the ref doesn't see. The defensive lineman goes crazy and throws a swing at Barrett. Next thing you know, the defensive lineman gets thrown out of the game. Chris Paul was Barrett Brooks last night. 
Yeah, Chris I mean, Paul was a master at knowing how to push things right to the edge. Also knowing he's got a relationship with the officials that nobody else on the floor does. And Patrick Beverly, not that I'll ever justify what happened. Patrick Beverly had it at the mm. end of the game. DeMarcus Cousins had it when he threw the elbow inadvertently. Yeah, inadvertently. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. It never justifies what they do, but it puts into context how much these guys just had it with this BS. Well, that, I mean, that's what it is, man. You, you, they never get the first defender. You know what I'm saying? It's always the guy that retaliates that, you know, that, that the refs see. And basketball is unique because they go back and they can watch the whole thing and they'll judge it off the whole thing. In the NFL, they don't do that. So it's different in the NFL. But if you look at, you know, you, you look at, you know, the fact guys are just flopping like that or, or I mean, it takes it, ta- it takes away the manhood of, of, of the NBA now. I mean, I can't look at these guys the same. I mean, they just to me, they're just weak. Like they got to be all theatrical. They got to lay on the ground, be, you know, hold their eye for a little well, while. You know, you, no, no, no. Come you, on, you know what it is. They take their cue from LeBron. Right, right. That's Remember, where it starts. Yeah, yeah I, I just, I just, ain't, he I just endorses, the he endorses oh. that behavior. Remember that flopping has gotten worse, right? Yeah, I, had, I had to aim at the middle one. Well, yeah, because yeah, well, that was <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 the drama is just. Yeah. I mean, you know, he... <laughs> but look, as when you have a sport like the NBA that's been around forever, to where the dynamics of how close you are to an official haven't changed, people have been yelling and screaming at officials for years. Michael Jordan would berate officials until he got his way until. And look, the, the guys Jordan who rules. out. Yes. Pat or uh, Phil Jackson, Chuck Daly, Pat Riley. These guys figured mm-hmm. out. And then later we saw some other guys, including Doc back in Boston. Like, make no mistake. These guys figured out that if you trash somebody on Wednesday, you're going to get the ripple effect of it on Friday. Mm-hmm. But you have to come out and be that baby. You have to come out and cry. You have to come out and do that. Now, again, this is not justifying what's happening, but I think it even goes back further where it's like the evolution of crying and bitching and moaning to the refs gets you something. It's like a family who has raised children by just giving their kids whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly what it is, right. man. You know, exactly you, right. You know, the squeaky wheel gets the most oil. That's exactly what happens. You, you talk to the ref enough. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, I've seen it in NFL also, you know, you mean, you know, guys go up there, Hey man, you know, watch him, you know, he's lining up off sides or he's doing this, you know, or he's touching this, you know, that's why they had Brady rules. Those are all things, you know, the guys work the rest, man. Some guys are masterful at that. I mean, masterful at that, you know, so they get, they get the calls for the most part, but man, come on now. Are you kidding me? Yeah. If you're a defensive end or an edge rusher and you were playing against Jason Peters, I'm in that official's ear. That no linesman's question. ear before the game. Da, da, da. I'm exactly. doing that during warmups. Right. Like uh, yeah. watch, watch for him. He's gonna get. He's gonna get an early start. You gotta seven throw one, the flag. Watch, yep. watch seven one. Look, look at Peters, man. Look, yep. look how far he's back right now. Watch. He's gonna jump every single time. <laughs> he's gonna jump the snap count, and that's what they do, man. Or you got DBs. You got wide receivers, man. Man, watch him, man. He's too touchy. His hands Philly, are man. all over him. He's right, like, right. He's he's like Steve Ballmer, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new phrase, man. This dude's pulling a Ballmer. He's, yeah, he's, Ballmer. A, he's an adjective now. Huh? Hashtag, Ballmer out hashtag there. Ballmering. He his hands to himself. Hashtag Ballmering. Yes. Ballmering. Wow. He just dropped a Ballmer on that guy. What do you mean? He dropped a nugget of information? Nah, he just jumped up and down and started rubbing his thighs. Yeah. Oh, oh that's going to become a permanent meme now. Yeah, I, I, it probably I, already has. 
That rubbing, rubbing, stop. rubbing all around. Oh, that can't <laughs> stop, man. That that no, that cannot stop. Will that be will that be happening at Fantasy Fest this yeah, year? Come on, no, man. No, it's no longer on, Fantasy man. Fest. Remember, they had oh, to that's right. the term fantasy because of sexual connotations. That's right. And and, and the uh, party was had at a nightclub. Kevin Are you Kin- serious? Yeah, they Come did. On, Kevin man. Kincaid, a crossing broad, uh, wrote up a piece today. It's hilarious with some suggestions. With some suggestions to improve the event. Right, let's do that wow. in the break, please. Let's oh, do that in the great. break. You and I are on record for hosting the, the biggest and best event, right? One year at least. That broke the slate, that bikini contest we hosted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That thing was insane. Yeah, what, was. Didn't somebody show their breasts or something? Like I, I, I think so. I think yeah. so. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I wasn't with the company then. What, what no, happened? Yeah, Barrett, Barrett wasn't there. No, but this wasn't Beasley, by the way, who took this was still with greater media, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Because Beasley wow. took away fantasy. No way they were going to have strippers out there. Although I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun at every one I went to. I got to be honest. Well, yeah. Because, was, anyway, I mean, we were working technically, right. to, you know, quote unquote working. Right. Uh, it's it's not really a balanced event, though. If you're looking to go like hook up. No, no. It's it's <laughs> it's largely dudes. Yeah. I got to hear these suggestions. Uh, one was one was um, how many have, other seven? I have Ingi in a dunk tank. The caller Ingi. That guy. I hear that guy on the other channel, though, right? Oh, he's all like, over the place. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, yeah. You can't claim a caller as your own if he's calling multiple shows on the other station, right? That's but I think Chris his from his, Williamstown guy, his call-ins to to Mikey Miss's show were are the ones people remember. No, I think yeah. it's the ones to he calls. He he has his own segment with Johnny and Ike, and they're beating Mike. <laughs> you even hear that? No. Yeah, I, I don't know why that's because the more we turn it up, then there's feedback. And uh, another suggestion here. was uh, Jose from Norristown do a, a meet and greet and you could take your picture with Jose. See, another another violation here. Jose is a product of a man who was fired from there and Tony Bruno. Right. You can't <laughs> get rid of people and keep what they've left as your own. That's like stepping into years of creation of a Preston and Steve show and then claiming credit when they get an award for their lifetime achievement. Yeah. Right, you right, can't right. Take me back. No. So I strike. No, I have, an, I have an issue with that one as well, Kincaid. What else you got? Uh, I'll have to look them up. Oh, I thought you had them right there. No, no. I was just remembering a couple of them. Um, from this morning when I read it. That's pretty good, though. The first two are, are not bad. I just, I have personal issue. That's all of them. Uh-oh, the, the Eagles have zero players in this year's top 50 NFL players list. Oh, no. Is that surprising? No, they barely had them when they were um when they were good back in 17 and 18. I think well, Carson actually, was the only guy up there that was uh, in, in um, no, I mean, that- I- that means Fletcher Cox isn't in the top 50. No, right. he's, not, he's definitely not in the top 50. I'm not surprised about that, although I will say that I think there's a lot of bias when you don't have numbers to quantify what you've done or qualify, I guess, whatever the proper term and that would be, what you've done. Um, what I do believe is Lane Johnson healthy has an argument to be in the top 50. Mm-hmm. And that's a little surprising to me. That would be the one guy. Like if we're assuming Lane Johnson is healthy, then that would be the one guy I'd say, yeah, that's a little surprising. He's not in the top fifty. All right, another. Who else is anymore? E. Raj. 
That's a good point. I, I don't know. Is Jason Kelsey healthy? A top We're talking about top 50 player in the NFL. Yeah, you can't put a center in the top 50. I mean, I know he, he was great. At one point had claimed to be in the top 50 when he was playing a, at a Pro Bowl slash arguably all pro level. I just don't know based off the last – like last year was bad. He he was not good. Admittedly, right. not good last yeah. year. Wow. All right, the second suggestion is bagster toss. What's this? We'll lay out a variety of items that nobody wants. Dallas Cowboys gear, a New York Yankees hat, a tomato pie. Then participants take turns trying to throw these items into the bagster, <laughs> which has been set up on the miniature football field outside of Xfinity Live. Bang. If you hit the target, you win free tickets to a Flyers game next season, a $5 value. <laughs> you know he's not serious. I love it. I love it. Just to remind you, just in case you're thinking, wait a second, is Kincaid's game about <laughs> if you If you fail, however, then Anthony Gargano puts you in the Baxter. All right. I Whoa. like it. <laughs> That's the first one I like, Harry. Well, the Ingi was number one. So, all right. Number three is a live performance from Go Go Gadget. Who's that? Inspector Gadget. Go, go, Jack. Gadget head. Go, go, Gadget. Glasses. All right. What the hell is going on here? Uh, an hour from now, Kai Carlin's going to join us. We'll follow up on our discussion with Jay Michael. And we'll try and avoid talking about what everybody else seems to be distracting you from. And that's the Phillies versus the Suns and, and the amazing accomplishment last night. But what you, you were running through this whole thing about ways to improve, ways to improve. Fan fest. exactly and and we already hit one now that i agree with right that's the bagster toss look at Which, this man my boy from uh t fortuna yo go. what's up tone that's my boy tone from my uh from my marina man what, what hit me up on the stream man what is happening here you gotta watch the stream, man. They're, they're all in this. this I'm this, doing this. the show. I know. <laughs> we, we gotta give it. You got give me five minutes. Just give. Me, that's all I'm asking. Is five minutes. Five minutes. Got five minutes. All right. Thanks. Let's I'm give it five minutes, Aton. Let's you yeah. and I. You and I just recuse ourselves <laughs> from the radio show and let Barrett talk to the stream. There we all go. Right. There we Here go. We now go. look, man. Look, look, look. They're talking about Messi, man. Where Messi's going? I believe. I believe Messi's gonna be in the MLS. You know. You know why? Because you know, if you look at it, he might go to New York. Now I think it's what is it called? The city, the um the city football group. I think they own Manchester, uh Manchester City. Well, I mean if they own them and they own the New York, uh, the New York City team. So yes, they might be he might go there. He might get there. They can afford to get him there. So he might be over here. We might be playing over here and you know, and 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 and, and being in the city. So let's let's see. But yes, yes. I believe he might be here, but if if not, I think he'll go to Manchester City. They're the front runners of getting messy. So that striker, he he he's going to be a striker there. So there it is. There's the extent of my soccer knowledge. That's the extent of it. So thank you. But hey, that's my boy Tony T Fortuna. We can do an event out there. Yes, we can. Schooner Island Marine. That's where my boat is. I need to go see my boat. I miss my boat. But any other questions from the uh from from the stream? You know, not uh, soccer. I mean, my, yes, dog. I talk about the rocket mortgage going on in that. Messy, man. <laughs> you guys aren't talking about, you don't want to talk about Messi, dog? Come on. Yeah, but man. he's shot, isn't he? Well, no. that's what happens. All these guys that have these great careers over in Europe, and then when they get turned like 38, they come over here <laughs> and steal money. 
I'd do the same thing. You well, would I do would it too. I'm not saying right. I wouldn't do it, but I'm well, saying I don't want to watch. It's kind of like what Beckham did. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He was City. the first yeah. one to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, people weren't lining up to watch Hugh Douglas play in Jacksonville, right? That's <laughs> big dog. Or uh, Emmett Smith in Arizona. Yeah, come How on. About that? Oh, that big was a big one there, tell man. you down there like, hey, man, don't show up this week. Yeah, Joe Namath with the Rams, <laughs> right, 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 Johnny right. Unitas right. with the Chargers. Uh, and didn't he finish with the Chargers? Look, and here's another thing too. Like, what does it say about your fandom? Not you specifically, Barrett, but maybe you specifically. Where the crumb you want to eat the crumb from the table? That's a 42 year old hobbled Terry Henry that can't play internationally and professionally overseas anymore, so he has to come here and play on his retirement tour. That's right. what we get most of the time, right? Scraps? Yes. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Messi being here. In fact, it'll still be an upgrade. He's, he's still good, bro. So that would, that would get you to buy some tickets? Yes. Really? Yes. I would actually travel up to New York to see him um, uh, play. I would. No. Wow. Yeah. But Have you been to a union game before? Yes, yeah. I have. Big time. Well, no, Big it's time. not about the union. It. No, it's not about them. I wasn't there watching some 38-year-old guy who was washed up running around. You know, right. This isn't Pele not, with the New York messed. Adams. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> that was in the 70s. Just to try and bring the sport here. Yeah. yeah. Not at all. All right. And, I, I need to defend Barrett here just a little bit because I'm on your side, Barrett. Um, I got, thank you. I got the opportunity to watch Kaká play for Orlando. And when you watch Kaká, who was a former World Player of the Year, play in the MLS, it is like watching him play in during his prime. Thank you. And that Thank says you. more about the MLS than it yes. does about Right, Kaká. and that's what we're saying. Like, that's, that's you know what that's like saying? That's like saying watching T.O. show up to a football camp at Deion Sanders' house and burning 18, 19-year-olds is like watching T.O. in his prime. Yes, yeah, but look yeah. at the circumstances that it took to get there. I think you're giving out some fake news there, Aton. In what sense? I'm kidding. I'm messing with you. Oh, oh I you know what Kaka stands for on Urban Dictionary, don't you? Well, yes. <laughs> okay. Like feces. Yes. Well, look, you know, it just, it just goes to show the, the shortcomings of, of, a, of our country as far as um, soccer. I mean, they, they grew these kids from – from let I me, mean, they go to school. They send them off to to, to boarding school to play in these soccer um, mm -hmm. leagues, and these soccer camps, and develop them from an early age. If they did that over here, they do oh, do man, that over here. They do that. It's just they not do that. Sport. Not to the extent of what they do over there, no, though. Nobody, that there's no motivation to grow soccer here. Like there's no motivation to take people away from AAU basketball or travel baseball or pop. There is motivation football. for it now. It is motivation now. Especially, especially with these athletes starting to get paid in college now. I mean, they're going to start getting paid within the next couple of years. They'll it's be already paid. started with the, the NIL stuff. Somebody, uh, Bo Nick signed with some because it shows company. that it, 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 it's, it's taken them from being this amateur status. And that's the thing; these kids over but there not specific to soccer. We just saw two twins who play female. Well, it's not specific to soccer. It's not well, something specifically to soccer. There is no motivation in this country to shift what's fundamental, which is growing kids in different sports. 
Oh, it is. It's, it's starting that, to be now. Now that we've been getting our ass kicked over there in these in these, in these games, it, it's definitely starting to be a, a turn in the culture and understanding. You know, even with basketball, I've been hearing this argument for fifteen that's years. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, seriously, you, you keep going to other sports. Like, ba- no, 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 basketball. I agree. Like basketball, the world is caught up and then beat mm-hmm. up for a little bit, and then we come back and we dominate. I'm, right. I'm saying specifically, Barrett, in in the parameters of soccer. Like, let's just work there. Where I agree with you, I, I'm saying your point is accurate. Where if you're 10 years old and somebody recognizes you can play soccer at a really good level, then Arsenal or Liverpool or somebody's going to send scouts to where you're playing, and then they're going right. to parents and say, "We want him to join our academy and learn to play and grow here." I, I get all that. What I'm saying here is that there's no motivation yet to fund. Like, think about that. Look at Pop Warner. Look at AAU basketball. Look at tra- Babe Ruth baseball, right? All of these things are are our version of what's going on over there. Yes. That's what I'm saying is I'm trying to find out how, like, how that gets to over here with soccer where it would be such a fundamental shift of how we approach sports. Money, money. But there's so Money's much money the in football and baseball and basketball. There's no money. There's no money in baseball and there's no money in soccer and there's no money in basketball right now because it, it takes away. The, there's no such thing really as amateur status overseas when it comes to basketball and soccer. There's no amateur status. These kids could be 10 years old and sign a contract with one of the clubs over there for, for $12 million at the age of like 10 or 11 years old. I mean, they've they've already sold you know them as as a, as a you know a commodity over there. Here, they're not a commodity. They're still amateur status. They're not getting paid for their services, and that's the difference between overseas and here. That's when you're gonna when you know your kid is gonna get good and he's gonna be developed when they invest money in that kid. When somebody else is investing in that kid and a a club is investing in that kid. That's the difference. That's the I lost. What What do you mean as far as a club investing in a kid? Like why, when they get, why, when they give the parents ten ten or twelve million dollars, what do you mean? What, what what don't you understand about the, the club? Where is that game? happening in this country? Where no, it's not happening. Like, that's what we're saying. We're behind overseas. That's what's behind. happening. That's happening in baseball. That's happening in basketball. Where the, the whole thing that the whole thing that just opened up right now with getting paid for your likeness has created a major recruiting war to where if you play college football and college basketball secondary, you can make money like a professional athlete from endorsements. That's right, right. now, Shan. It just started this year. That's it just started. Point, That's what I'm saying. So it, it didn't start. It, it, it They're ahead of the game. They've been doing this forever. So now kids are starting. The amateur status is starting to, 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 to kind of fade away. You know, overseas, it's not fade. It's, it's been there. They're getting paid. I mean – Messi and those guys, when they were growing up, their parents, it's almost like they sold them away for like $10, $12 million to right. go I'm, to these clubs. But but hold on a second. How does that equate to the growth of soccer overtaking the growth of baseball? When kids here start getting to a level where they're starting to How have do they clubs, get to that level? Hey, that's what I'm saying. It, it, they can't get to the level until they start being paid to get to that level. Once so they start saying- doing that here, in which they're starting now, what, once they start doing that here, then it'll be the same thing. It'll they'll follow the same protocols they do overseas. They will then start uh, having to mature in these camps, in these schools. It'll be like go to school, you go to practice. Go to school, you go to practice. These kids are basically just you know it's Why almost like you know have, they hold on a second. Why would we have a school here like what Arsenal has if we're not if we are not producing kids at an international level? 
Like there has to be some first step, right? There has to be some step that says, all right, that's what we're talking about, Aton. Until they start investing the money, these kids won't take that next step. Are you saying that all the great soccer player athletes over in Europe, we don't have any here? No, we don't develop the talent like they develop. And over that's there, my point over is that here. no motivation to because if money, you, money's the motive, money's if the you greatest can make motivator. More money playing other sports than you can soccer in college. Well, there is not one athlete. Officially. There is I mean, not one basketball over- player. There's not one basketball player and not one football player that makes more money than those guys playing soccer over there in Europe. You're There's not about, one. Wait, wait a second. I thought you were talking about a collegiate athlete. You're, you're talking about putting in front of kids we're at America. bypassing college, man. What's we're that? They don't even have to go to college. We're talking about bypassing college and making money. That's what we're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. But, but, hold but on. that's my point is the infrastructure doesn't exist. And you're well, saying, okay, well, money, well, money, well, money. Well, the Philadelphia Union has a developmental academy. They have yes, one on their right. own. Right. And it just started, and it's really- starting to develop talent. That's why they're start. That's why the, the union are ahead of the game as far as, um, you know, these, these American soccer teams. That's why they're so far ahead because they're starting to develop talent early. It's not until we start monetizing these kids to, 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 to put them in a position where now they're just really specifically being a soccer player. As opposed to anything, so it's it's like, all right, we're we're bypassing college and going mm-hmm. straight to developing the talent to go straight into you know the you know European soccer. Once you start bypassing college, why would Europe? Why would a team in Europe pull somebody from the United States where well, the talent pool? They has did. If they're, if they, yeah, they I mean, did. If they're so good, you're Pulisic, the okay, kid from Hershey, about, Pennsylvania. Yes, you're talking about a a two percent case right. here. Well, like, I know there's going to be two percent right now that exists, but yeah, exactly. like do. that. But we don't know if they exist or not. Ever you've you've seen random guys from the United States crack through and there hasn't been any change in the percentage of it because if you're in England or Spain or Italy then you have that built in it's the same thing here in the end like you're finally so you're saying right? genetically so you're saying genetically kids over in Europe have better genetics of being soccer players over there there are great athletes here also yeah but they're no, playing other sports look at look at the point I'm making here look at how long it took for the NBA to go over to Europe and mine talent that can successfully play here. Now, it also takes guys who are playing professionally over there first, right? So if you wanted to use a model that could work, it's getting guys right out of high school and putting them in a professional league here for a couple of years and then seeing who could pluck them over there. But even like then- the Philadelphia Union are doing, right? Okay, right? but Barrett, my point of it is this. It's been f- how long since the Dream Team? 92. Mm-hmm. 92 and look at how long it took right to narrow the gap to where you have a handful of guys coming from europe each year some that are making an impact some that are not like not everybody's luka Doncic, right yeah, well that that's all i'm Eric. saying and, and harry and everybody else is i get what you're saying i'm not disagreeing with your point what i'm saying is that it took in basketball 40 years for this thing to happen. And soccer, I don't know if it's going to take 10 years or, or five years. Well, maybe by the year 2040 or something, it might be, you know, much bigger than baseball. I think it'll be, okay. I don't think it'd be, I you think know. it'd be a faster, it'll be a faster transition. I think it'll be a tra- faster transition because they're monetizing it and the money will make people turn and start doing this more. That's all okay. I'm saying. Okay, real quick. Let's break on, on sports map. We're back in three. But you can make money everywhere. Like, 
that that's the thing. Why soccer? If if I know that my kid could make money playing tennis, or if my kid or could, golf, or or swimming, or any other sport that's not a main four, why does soccer get the benefit of the doubt to you? Because there's soccer players are the most highly paid athletes in the world. I think there's only one other athlete that gets paid more than them. I think that's that's uh, F1 racing. Other than that, soccer's have the biggest contracts in the world. Pure point blank as far as right. What that hasn't changed. That that's not new. So why hasn't that been a motivation in the past? It's a motivation now because we're starting to look at things differently here in the United States now. There's been a changing of the guard. I mean, you go to you go to college to make money. Well, now people are starting to understand. All right, if I can bypass college and make money, then why don't you let these athletes do it? And I was starting to change. Now athletes start getting paid. Bro, I was in college and I had I didn't have a pot to piss in or the window to throw it out. I couldn't take a girl out on a date because you're talking about you're talking about football. I'm saying why why soccer? Like, why does soccer get this growth spurt? Because now amateurs can get paid. Because it's starting to change. I've been saying it's a changing of the guard because people see people see the potential and the money that they can make playing soccer in Europe as opposed to you know going to college that's all i'm saying the potential is there to now get paid right now can you imagine a, a family here in the united states and a soccer club comes over here they see a prodigy and they say all right then we'll give you 10 million dollars so we can take your kid up through the ranks he can learn how to be a soccer player that's what they do in Europe. And yeah. I see the same thing. They're going to start doing the same thing here. Based on what? Based but, on the fact that money is starting to be into the equation. Oh, what are you talking about? Because if you play college sports right now, you have a much better shot at playing an individual sport or basketball slash football or baseball at this point, getting noticed from a sponsor as far as a bigger sponsor because of the popularity of the sport. So Soccer is easier. Kicking in the egg. All right, let me tell you this. Soccer is easier because you don't have your body does not have to mature like it has to mature in the NFL. You know, it's a lot more rugged sport. Wait, it's, that's, a that's tough, man. You know what I'm saying? Your body Soccer's has to mature. Tough. I know, but still, your body has to mature to play NFL football. That's why they want you to go to at least three years of college football before you're qualified to go into the NFL. Oh, man. I, yeah, I, I mean, it's where well, you have to be three years removed from high right, school football. Right. The playing NFL. I'm just asking specifically soccer and all and and I, I just and, and, and I keep saying the same thing. thing. I know, but uh, that's what I mean. Like guys, Ronaldo has been making money, not just Cristiano Ronaldo, back to Brazilian Ronaldo. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's been making the most money in the world this whole time, and guys and people in this country have still chosen to play other sports because the because. It's, it's the oh, with, the, with the head injuries in football and then the declining in, and the declining interest in baseball, more might go to soccer. You know, with these, right. and you plus, know. plus, it's the amateur status going on about has, head injuries in soccer. There is a major concern about head injuries in oh, soccer. No, but it's not to the level of the of professional. It, it doesn't football, matter. No, it's, it's college just football. The fact that there's no, see, I'm different on that. going on. If you look, if you look, if you look at the ratings, I mean, if you look at the data as far as um, concussions uh, before you get to um, high school and during high school, there are more women soccer players, girls soccer players that have concussions than any other sport in um, in the United States. See, that's what I'm saying, Barrett, is that the bigger something gets, the bigger the microscope is on it. 
And not yes. everything is the NFL that can survive the, well, actually, it doesn't matter that there's fill-in-the-blank, fill-in-the-blank, fill-in-the-blank. I, I wonder if that does hurt the sport. Well, I'm saying this. No, it's a, what, what's the biggest the biggest factor in why these kids aren't looking at soccer is that 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 you know, like they look over in Europe, is the amateur status that that United States puts on it. Like the NCAA, that's the biggest crock I've ever had, you know, the experience of being in in my life. The NCAA is is a, is a, a it's a terrible thing because number one, it keeps you as an amateur. You can't make money off of of you know they're just not making you can make money off your, but they're making all this money off your talent. It's oh you get a free education. So what? I was still wasn't as a as a as a as a college amateur. I could not even take a girl to, out on a date or anything else because I was an amateur. That amateur status screws a lot of these sports, screws a lot of these players out of monetizing yeah. themselves. No, you I, can't. I, you know that amateur. They don't have an amateur status in in Europe, which allows their younger their, their young people to go out and become, um, you know, players I, and get paid to I play. I just want to clarify something. You don't have to go to college in this country. You can easily, in, in many sports, including the NBA, you don't have to play college sports. Like, I get what you're saying as far as the amateurism of it, right? But there are many avenues around, especially in individual sports. We see All right, this tell lot. me one football player that went straight from, 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 from um, football, high school to I'm the NFL. Football is different. Exactly, exactly. But hold on a second. How does that hurt football? Football magnifies the sport of soccer exponentially to the point well, see, where the gap would never be closed. It doesn't hurt football, but it hurts the athlete that has to feed his family. He has to drop out of college to feed his family instead of being able to just go straight to the NFL if he's ready to play, to go ahead and play. What is he that can maximize his money, make a potential, leaving out of high school. Why not give him that opportunity? You what go to college to, to get in. The, what does uh, that have to do with soccer? I am out on this argument. Yeah, all right, we're back what? in three. This it's, is inane. You keep shifting around. It's I'm trying name. to. I'm not shifting. You, you ask a question, then I answer the question. You say I'm shifting around. It don't make sense. It, no, because I asked as far as looking at the sport and, and keeping it specific to soccer. That's all. And and you. All were right, I'll keep it specific football. to soccer. I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna keep it specific to soccer. Why not allow these kids to maximize their money making potential? If they can go out and be 10, 11 years old and have a club pay them, their parents, 10, 11, 12 million dollars. So they can start learning to be a soccer player early instead of having this How amateur status over their head. Need 10, 11 million dollars at 10 years old. Let, let's pull the data up on that because I don't think that they're. Oh, absolutely. Team. Absolutely. I mean, did you said Ronaldo? No, that's in the professionals making the money. Now I'm saying as far as kids are concerned. Uh, we'll be back in three. It's the middle. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. 
Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on their Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. My brain hurts, bro. Hold on, I, I, I do, I'm just looking at the I'm looking at the top ten. I'm the top ten. I, I, they're not even juniors. They're they're just now making it to uh, just now making it to professional. In fact, they're not even professionals. One's twenty. One guy's twenty. One guy's uh. Who are these guys? These are these are these are these are soccer players that um that are up and coming soccer players. They haven't even reached um. You know, they're still like in, in the juniors or whatever they call it over there. Like, all right, uh, what's the name? Um, Vincitius Jr. He's 20 years old. He's 20 years old. His net worth right now, right now, is uh, $44 million. Jude Bellingham, his net worth right now, and he's only 18 years old. He's worth sixty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? You telling me that you know that 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 money's not a, you know, not the goal of these 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 young players? They're not even old enough to drink yet, and they're worth sixty million dollars, twenty eight million dollars, forty million dollars, and these are just top prospects. Then why can't we put together a national uh, soccer team that's worth a sh- worth a shit? Ah, la, la. that's what I'm saying because it's not it. The amateur status kills us from doing that. Guys, we're playing. You can what? play professional soccer without going to college. College soccer is not the top soccer in this country. Bro, that's what I'm saying. You bypass that because you get sent to these camps. And bypass they, they, and go to where? The union. Go to these, go to these, why go would to this union camp prepare you better than a camp in Arsenal? Is that not what I'm saying, man? That's exactly what I've been saying the whole time. I don't know what you're saying. Honestly, Kevin Kincaid has put together a list of things that we uh, they can market to Lionel Messi to get him to fill. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Philadelphia. I'd rather talk about the fan fest crap. <laughs> I mean, this, like I said, man, this dude is this is Jude Billingham. He's worth sixty million dollars. All right, we're coming he's back. Only Eighteen years old. Because he's not an amateur. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. You know my name. All right, our second hour with uh, Kai Carlin is going to join us coming up twelve forty. And fake news with Ron Culver at 1225 or so. And then that's about it. Do have a basketball game. That's hockey game was last night. Crushed that one. Martinez doesn't know his ass from his elbow. Keep fading him. And make well, it. let's see what happens when they go back to, to Montreal. All I needed was last night's game on a risk-free bet. Made sure that I jumped that with the Suns. How about that goal that uh, was scored at the end of the second period, man? I actually won the game. That, that was pretty awesome. That was the game winner. Yeah. Was it like four seconds left? Yeah, I believe three or four seconds left, man. It's like a diving diving goal. That guy's done that a couple of times in his career. Yeah. With wow. Tampa and the Devils. According to a report, Patrick Beverly, this is from Clippers Nation, and clutchpoints.com has put this up. According to a report, Patrick Beverly jumped on a Las Vegas dinner table and yelled, I just won the bleeping championship right after it was announced that the Clippers got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. <laughs> well, you know, had Kawhi been available, they might have. You're absolutely Kawhi, right. You know? I don't know, man. I tell you. Okay, so let's look at this. That, that's actually an interesting hypothetical. Let's put everybody back healthy and rank who we think would win the championship. With hindsight as well. Oh, far you're as talking as everybody that got hurt. Everybody Not that just got hurt. the Clippers. Oh, no, no. Everybody oh, okay. that got hurt. Because I'll tell you, I think that it's Phoenix and Denver in the Western Conference Finals. And yeah. everybody forgets about Denver. Right, and, right. And Brooklyn. Man, I could, you, we can't put Philly in there. No, no. The, it would be the Nuggets and the Brooklyn Nets. Yep. Well, I, I don't want to discount Phoenix because they were really good defensively all year. Is there another team in the East outside of, I guess it has to be either Philly or Milwaukee. Could you still justify Atlanta? Well, it, you know, With Hunter. If he was back in Atlanta, I don't think he's uh, enough. I don't think DeAndre he's, Hunter makes he's that. He's not enough. enough. I'm just saying, like, would Atlanta still be there? Well, how would you still bypass? What was how would you still bypass the Lakers then? With AD well, healthy, yeah, I, I and LeBron healthy, I, I don't think that Suns team beat them. 
I don't think they beat them in the first. What about round. Denver? Yeah, Denver. I mean, yeah. That's I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Jamal Murray's a really good player. But you know, would they would they have made that trade for what's his name though? If they if they did that though, um, Aaron, Gordon? Gordon? Aaron Gordon. Yeah, would they have made that trade if they didn't? Oh no, they did that before he got he hurt. Did, wasn't yeah, they, they did. Yeah, uh, he got hurt. That was in February, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right, man. That that that's a tough Denver. team. Then that's a real Denver. tough team. Denver. Yes. They yes. grind too on you. And look, Will Gordon was coming back. Remember, he got hurt. Uh, or, or Will Barton, pardon me. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, where do you put – knowing what you saw, that fizzle from the Sixers, but Embiid is still healthy, where, where would you put him? Where would you put the Sixers then? I still don't think they'd beat Brooklyn, a, no. a full, healthy, ready-to-go Brooklyn team. I don't think so either. Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, full – you know, all you know, all things going – for for the Nets at that time, I mean, they'd be, they'd be tough to stop. I mean, who would you stop? You know, it, it'd be tough, man. It'd be real tough. I can't see you stopping KD no. and Irving. No, and a healthy Harden. A healthy Harden, right? I mean, he was he was a shell of himself in that oh, series. Oh, no question. So, hey, did you know? I mean, obviously, we there was news the other day that Ben Simmons bought this mansion and. How much did in, he pay uh, for it? Suburban Los Angeles. A lot. A lot. It was, was like it 20, 20, 20 some million, maybe. Uh, do you know it's in the same community, private community, that Kendall Jenner has a house? Man, I'm wow. uh huh. That's big money, bro. Hidden Hills. It's big money, but it's isn't oh. that a little like Bo- come on. Booker? Booker it's uh near Calabasas. Booker against Embiid. I put my money on on Booker, man. Embiid. I mean, um, I mean, um, uh, Simmons. Oh, well, here's the thing. Like, why would you willing? Is it, is there no other area to live in outside of the one that your ex? No, there's a ton of them. Another player living. I mean, you know, the Hollywood Hills, you know, Bel Air. There's, you know, there's uh, all those Canyon, Coldwater Canyon. I mean, there's tons of great Malibu. And he picks (laughs) hidden hills in, in, Calabasas to live, and she lives there. Sunshine, sunshine. Come on, stuff, man. (laughs) Who does this? Ben Simmons. He's going to be watching this going on Uh in the Kardashian household. Yeah, it's seventeen and a half million dollars. They're saying seventeen million. Yeah. This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Uh, you're going to watch this god-awful game tonight? No way Trey Young plays. We already know Giannis is out. Yeah, if they're both yeah. out, I'm out. <laughs> here's the thing, I, I just hope Atlanta wins, because I'd well, like to see Atlanta play uh, Phoenix in the finals. That'll be Phoenix. Yeah, I'd like to see those two guys. I'd like to get Trey Young healthy, him going up against Chris Paul. I think that would be pretty good theater. Yeah. I'm yeah. out on Giannis and the Bucks. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they got that same that same type of attitude that I hate, man. You know, just 
you know, deer in the headlights type of look, man. You you could tell that halfway through the game, they weren't ready to play, man. They huh. they didn't want to play. What's Chris Middleton's uh, props tonight for the game, Aton? Uh, I'll tell you, as far as predictive model versus actual, I don't know, man. I tell you, the one guy that I would be interested in going back to would be Holiday, just because, like. Why sweat out Chris Middleton, who could be so bad for three quarters and then give you one quarter, mm. gets close to it. Middleton's at 27 and a half points. Tonight. What? Yeah. Because no Giannis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's just, look, it, it's juiced a little to the under at minus 118. The one I would be interested in would be Holiday. Now there's yeah. value on the under at 22 and a half. Hmm. It's a big number for Holiday. I'm sure Paul George didn't hit his number for last night. He no. only had 21. He was probably no. around a 28, 29 no, point ran, total. I think he ran about 30 or something, you know. Now, I tell you, if you can get something like, okay, so take advantage of Giannis not being out there, right? Mm-hmm. One thing that I think you're going to see more of is Brooke Lopez is just going to get a little more minutes. So I'm looking at this right here over one and a half threes is plus 135. I think that's off because normally I wouldn't take it, even though there's amazing value on the over. You think, oh, my God, Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez. Normally I wouldn't take it, but there's going to be more spacing out there on the floor. There's going to be more movement out there on the floor. And Brooke Lopez is not going to be forced down low to replace Giannis. If anything, right. Brooke Lopez is going to get one or two more looks from three. That's a, so, that's a lock. I like that a lot. Yeah. I might put two plus money for two threes. I like that better than my Henrik Norlander top 10. Although the value was plus 1100 on that. Norlander was uh, off to a two under start this morning. I don't know where he finished up. I like it. I like it. No, I'm looking. I got my eye on it. Hagee, Thompson, Seamus, Powell. Hoagie? Yeah, the Hogs. Ah, uh, the Hogs. Tom Hoagie? Boy. Or, uh, or we'd call him Tom Hoagie. Tom Hoagie. Boy, I tell you, this uh, <laughs> Odaira's on a run now, huh? Yeah, Kodaira. bouncing right back. Five well, his, his exemptions are running out. He he won a tournament a few years ago, and I think he had a two, you get a two-year exemption to the PGA Tour events, and that's coming to a close. So he needs to, he needs to perform. By the way, I I have a ticket for Spawn first round leader. JJ Spawn, he's five under. He's five under, and he's not far off the lead, my friend. He's two off the lead. Right. Uh, He's got three, 15, 16, 17, 18. Mm -hmm. Four holes left. And if I can get that's that's a $10 ticket that pays $1,700. Wow. That'll do my work. $1,750, I apologize. Wow. Work for me. Yeah, look. Norlander finished four under. I know I had him at his first round leader, $10 to pay a grand. And the Haas. How about the Haas? I had him at plus a grand, too. Well, uh, it's Brandon Hagee in the lead. Yeah. It's oh, not you Tom Tom Hoag. Hoag. No, I yeah. thought Hagee. Sorry. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that as, as about him. There's a oh. Bo Hogue, a Tom Hoagie, and now a Brandon Hagee. Not bad. Not bad. What about Adam Shank? All right. So uh, how about Brooke Lopez? That's a bad hey, name if you're a golfer. Terrible name. That's <laughs> terrible. Right. Shank. Right. You know what? Great call there. What's a worse name? Adam Shank for a golfer or Jay Scrub for a basketball player? Oh, that's bad. <laughs> right? That's real bad. That's really bad. 
Yeah. Poor guy, man. Well, I'll, I'll give you a better one, too. There's a journalist who's now he does TV on Golf Channel. Damon Hack covers oh. golf. Not good. Although hack could be applied in general, like, man, I, I heard you, Shander. You're a hack. Well, that's, yeah, right, it right, applies right. in radio and TV, too. Right. That's right. right. I heard that soccer <laughs> argument. That was All encompassing name there, huh? Uh, Harry the hack. Well, I, I, I do, though. I mean, hack would be, and he does play golf. So, yes, specifically to that. Wasn't there a guy, wasn't there an NBA player named Rusty? Rusty something? Uh, Rusty Ford? Rusty it's another Wallace, name like race car driver. Yeah, Wallace, but I'm yeah. just thinking as far as like Rusty, like coming off the bench, Rusty. Mm. Like that's not a good. Here's he's coming off the bench, Rusty. It's like yeah. Right, was was he a ginger? AK, yeah, yeah, he Rusty probably is the redhead. Name, probably you're telling me Maybe we call him Rusty Herder. <laughs> <laughs> right, fair enough. Hold on. Uh, excuse me while I place this wager, sir. Rusty Staubach. Rusty baseball. Staub in baseball. Autocorrect. Rusty oh, Staub. Oh. He played for the Mets. I think Rusty in any sport is a bad name, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that guy's Rusty. <laughs> Plats real, man. Something's wrong with him, man. Here we go. Rusty Coons. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Ron. Right? Uh, yeah, I saw, Coons. I, saw, I saw Lil Wayne celebrating last night. Oh, has has on, he man. always been a Suns guy, no. or is he just jumping on like a Drake bandwagon type? Well, thing? yes, you know he needed somebody else to, you know. I mean, you have, you know, Atlanta team. You know, they got him, their guy in Atlanta. Um, I think he just wanted to go somewhere and you know have his team that he wanted to root for. I mean, he, oh, he looks bad too, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh my! <laughs> Did he ever look good, oh. bro? I mean, he looks like a little. He looks like a, a screwed up doll or something, doesn't he, man? His hair blonde now. What is wrong with him, bro? <laughs> What well, is wrong with Luke? He lives in that neighborhood. He lives in the neighborhood that Ben Simmons just bought into. Oh, does he? Hidden Hills. Yes. So why wouldn't he a, a Clippers fan? And man? so does Drake. Ah. Mm. There you go. There you now, go. Now, how about that sandwich right there? Ben Simmons in the middle. You got Drake <laughs> on one side, Weezy yes. on the other, a little thigh rubbing. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> this, that's the new list. That's the new cooking. Right. Up and what, down, up and down. What is that, could, though, man? Uh, it's the most awkward thing I've ever... Could you imagine Joshua Harris, the Sixers uh, principal owner, doing that to Meek Mill and Kevin Hart courtside no. at a Sixers game? No, no. Well, here's the thing. If that were the case, then I think we'd look at both individuals much differently, right? Yes. Like you can't look at Kevin Hart the same way. That's a damn sure. And Meek was like, "Come on, man." What's... I can't look at Kevin Hart the same way based on some of the bad movies that. He's oh, that's done. very fair. I mean, come very on. Very fair. Okay, that's, that's... he'll take a check from anywhere, man. Bro, I, I, I'm not mad at him, man. In fact, he's got this new show coming on uh, Motor Trend. Oh yeah, can't wait to see it. Yeah, he's got a new show coming on Motor Trend. What What is that going to be? Motor Trend. Um, Motor Trend's the show Bro, I like, the cars. Show? Like, what's the show on Motor Trend? Um, I forget what it's called, but they, they're uh, him and his boys, you know, from actually from, you know, when he was from Philly, um, they go out and they, they fix up old cars and make them make them new. So okay. it's, it's a new show they're going to have. I'll, oh, like, as soon as I get uh, it. the show with exhibit. Not like it's, it's going to be kind of like that, but, you know, each of them has been done already. I just saw this thing come out where like. Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan and uh, whoever the hell else, big name athletes, 
start this new app called Buzzer. Yeah, they bought into it. Like, right? 20, you know what Buzzer yeah. is? What it's is it? ESPN and CBS and NBC Sports have been doing forever live notification that something's going on. Hey, uh, Bryce Harper just hit a home run. You can be up to date on it. It's what everybody's doing. Wow. It's what every single person is doing. Like, it's amazing how much stuff just keeps getting done over and over again. Like, how can you now reinvent a sports app? Mm -hmm. What is there that hasn't been done by all of these other apps? I'm on them all the time. In fact, the sports books give you better updates on what's happening because they need to update the odds as it happens, as opposed to CBS or NBC that might take 10 or 15 seconds to update it. Dom Lewis on the stream points out that Lil Wayne is a CP3 fan, not the Suns. Oh, okay then. All right, I, All right. I get it. But still, I, I still can't forgive him for how he looks now. Man, he need to leave that syrup alone, man. <laughs> Little Tunchy looks all tunched up. What the scissor? Yeah, the scissor. <laughs> he's sipping that scissor. He need to leave it alone. He's that man. He, he's. Oh man! See. You think he rides around that Hidden Hills development on a big bike on a bicycle, <laughs> sipping that scissor up out of a styrofoam cup? Oh, the, the skateboard! You know he's a skateboard dude. <laughs> oh, he too. is. Yeah, he's okay. one of the skateboard dudes. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Kevin Hart's new show is called um, Kevin Hart's Muscle Car Crew. So it's going to be on Motor Trend. Uh, you know, I'm anxious to see. So it. you're going to watch that. Well, because, first, because he's already watching. Yeah, like, right. he's already watching. It just, it just stays on my, that's my what TV. I'm saying. You don't count. Like, you're already – that's what they call a P1. Like, you're yeah. watching You're that. already in. It could right. be Taylor Swift doing a show on cars, and you're watching that crap. It doesn't matter. I turn in. my TV on, and it's right there. Like, absolutely, it's probably on right now as we speak. I can see it. I can see the reflection of it through your eyeballs. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. It is. All right, we got to take a quick one. Fake news coming up next on Sports Map Radio. It's back here live. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. 
Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. I know we're off Friday, Monday, but maybe on Tuesday, we should get the Philly Godfather on. He has a, a really good conversation that he started on Twitter, and it's something that I've been talking about. I know with both of you for years about just turning money over and paying college athletes. The, the first thing has always been to remove student athlete. And I'll just read you what he wrote, and, and that could open up the conversation. But uh, it's really time college sports changes let the kids get all the endorsement money they can pay the kids and any college sport that isn't bringing revenue should be deleted. You can't have inferior revenue sports leech onto football, basketball to support them. Some college sports will end up sinking. Some will swim, but leeching onto the big revenue monsters like football and basketball never made any dollars or cents. And that's basketball across the board. 15 of the 17 NCAA men's sports lose money. And all of us are paying for negative expectation time to trim the fat. And I think there's, you know, we'll get to fake news in just a quick sec, but I think there's there's merit to this conversation because even in college basketball, there is a pretty wide gap of schools that have both a Division One college basketball team and a Division One football team where the basketball team brings in more revenue. Some of it is just conference and association, et cetera, but it, it is. It's like Kentucky, only, yeah, Carolina. There are only a few. There are only mm -hmm. a few. But here's what I would think is, just no longer make football players college athletes by force. If a kid wants to go to, to Indiana and play college football, he's an employee of the university. And you have a, and you have the ability. Right, he doesn't have to go to school. No, no. And if he wants, just like working in the cafeteria or working as, as a teacher, you can get access to free education and all the other stuff. But you know, it, it, there's something to that where, and I hate to hierarchy this stuff, but yeah, I mean, a tennis player or a golfer shouldn't benefit from their sport not making any money where guys like Barrett Brooks, even in a crappy K-State program, are bringing in all the money. That's all. You're right, man. I mean, it sounds you, 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 get paid off the, yeah, you get paid off your likeness. So if your likeness is getting paid, then yeah, I mean, that, that means that, a wide receiver who's who's catching big time catches gets more money than an offensive lineman who's starting, and then so be it. If my if my jersey's not selling as many as his, so be it. But you know, you're asking the kid to, to to go to college and not even have enough money to, you know, go out on a date or not even have enough money to go buy some clothes or anything like that. You know, it, it's a travesty. You know that you watch these kids that are going to school, they're paying for school, but they can have a job. But an athlete, even in the all season, cannot have a job. I mean, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. You can only work during the summertime. That's, that's ridiculous. Stupid. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Now, I was told Lionel Messi may make an appearance in fake news. 
I'm exhausted, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm Barrett. You, we don't want to have this argument again. No, Robert, my brain, my brain was hurting. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, dog, because I'm, I'm, I looked up some more stuff, dog. I can't believe it, man. How much these guys make? I mean, yeah. there's a kid that's he's 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 16 years old, 16 years old, and he's 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 worth 28 million dollars. Of course, I can't say his name. Is right. <laughs> it's it's all right. All good. Ron has three stories. One of them's fake. What do you got today, sir? Well, I was going to include the Lionel Messi story. Um, <laughs> the whole reason why you guys brought him up, but you guys have been talking about him to death. Yeah, I'm done but with Messi. You, but did you see the contract that he had? No. The, the, the reason why it's such big news is because his contract with Barcelona, the club team he's been playing for, expired. Barca. And the contract was, uh, was a four-year deal worth $674 million. Right. <laughs> So How much? Six hundred million. Hundred seventy-four million dollars spread out over four years. <laughs> so that's right. like one hundred sixty-eight, sixty-nine per year. Sixty-eight, right? Sixty-nine per year. Right. Now, again, so so so, what are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about an infrastructure that has the money to afford to do that. Yeah, there right. is nobody in the United States that has the infrastructure to pay somebody that money. No, you look at Mahomes, who probably would be. Honest. Highest paid athlete in the NFL. He's making fifty. A year. Well, that's a capped. That's a capped league. Yeah. There's. But I mean, but I mean, baseball. What do you get paid more? But it's not what you get paid more. It's how can you get there? There's no shortcut to get. Like, if you want to make a hundred and sixty-eight and a half million dollars per year playing soccer, nobody in this country would tell you to stay in this country. They tell you to move over to Europe immediately or, or move to another part of the world immediately and get recognized playing better comp and moving up. It ain't going to happen here. That's my right. only point in all of this is that I don't disagree that you can make more money all the other things. It just ain't happening here. Right. Bro, the, league, could, the league isn't good enough. Nothing is good enough. Bro, it could... It could always happen here, man. They have the money to do it. They just Ooh. choose not to do it. Wait, wait, wait. What league here in this country has the money to pay somebody $168.5 million a year? Per year. What soccer league in this in this country? How many soccer players are on, on the team? You're talking soccer. I mean, you could do that in the NFL if you got rid of the salary cap. Absolutely. Look, oh, yeah. you do that in the NBA. So that's, that's, in the NBA, yeah. That's 50-some players. You could absolutely do that. They just well, choose I'm not to do it here. Soccer, though. Uh, this, this whole conversation, again, is about... Soccer doesn't have the TV deals. No, right, because they're because these, these guys have not... They, they It's all about the... I, I watch soccer, but I don't watch American League soccer, Nobody, MLS. Right. I right. watch the Premier League on right. NBC Sports. Right, right because they don't cultivate players like that. They don't cultivate players young like that. We got two. We got three stories. Two are real. One is fake. You guys ready? Yep. Yep. I'm going to stick with soccer here, so hold hold on. To Perfect. That. The Borussia, soccer theme for us. I love Borussia it. Borussia Dortmund spent nearly $30 million in contracts on four different players. After selling those contracts, they're netting nearly $310 million. Hmm. What's that? They are netting $310 Who is? Million. They're in the Bundesliga. Borussia Dortmund. German, German yeah. soccer league. Okay. They had four players. They were paying them roughly about thirty million a year. Those four players combined, they turned around, sold off their contracts, and netted three hundred ten million a year. Okay, three hundred ten million dollars from that. Barrett would like that team because they're black and gold. They're their colors, <laughs> black and yellow. 
Okay. Story All right. Two, Henry Sosa, the Chinese Professional Baseball League, restructured his contract yeah. with the China Trust Brothers in order for them to sign up-and-coming star Ariel Miranda. The new deal will pay out his remaining salary of $3.5 million over the next 13 years. Yeah, okay. I know. I know. Okay. So there's a Chinese baseball league? Yeah, I don't, there is. Okay. But finally, this just might be the one this thing. This just that, in? No, this might be the one thing that will get the middle disbanded. If not, you know, because you guys might be seeking other employment. Mm. I tell you this. On average, NBA floor sweepers earn roughly 80000 to 100000 per year. What? The guy that pushes that big, like, mop-looking broom around? Yeah. After everyone hits the floor, they're oh. roughly eighty to 100000 per year. I want it. Yeah, I want in. You got to know somebody to get that job, man. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. No, that's like, um, that's like you got to know somebody. Yeah, you, you don't come up the ranks on that. There's no camp in yeah. England for that one, Barrett. <laughs> don't you start, you know, doing high school floors and high school, you know, games? <laughs> Uh, Is that how you do it? Uh, you got to know somebody for that one, man. Wow. Look, if that's a 40, 50K job a year, absolutely, Harry. Mm. Then you work your way up the ranks. If you're making six-plus figures doing that, that's a uh, – yep. Maybe I could start doing Temple's floor at the college basketball <laughs> level. But think, you know? about, think about this. To your point, Harry, Yeah. you wouldn't be making nearly that much money at Temple. You'd still have to work another job. If you if you made a hundred thousand dollars a year working forty one nights a, a year, mm -hmm. what does that break down to? It's not one sixty eight and a half. No, per, I mean per game. That's a, that's a lot. No, that's, 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 that's like that's that's almost like um that's almost like what these refs are for that um that do games in the NFL. They're making like two hundred twenty five two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year and mm -hmm. sucking at it. <laughs> Right? Wow. I mean, and, they, and, and they all flew they all flew first class they got sent first class oh. they used to trade their first class tickets in to um well that and, was and a scam that they were out yeah were yeah yeah Not, yes but here's the thing though not scamish but real these guys everything is paid for so think about this if you're an umpire if you're an official and you're traveling everything is paid for you're per diem you're getting per diem in your yeah. contract for yep. money or for food your your lodging is taken care of your travel is taking right. everything so in reality you shouldn't be spending any money mm -hmm. at least on yourself everything is just profit yep yep no wonder why they were shipping those i tell you baseball is corrupt man <laughs> oh, you know, joey b brings up a good question what does the zamboni driver get then if they if oh. you've got a floor sweeper uh, making that kind of money the zamboni driver that's actually you know you got to have some you Some, need a classy license. You got to have a license, right? <laughs> right. Do you uh, know the answer to that one? Yes. I, Roughly anywhere between 25 and 35 a year. Well, yeah, hockey's nobody cares about hockey. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. why. Okay. All right. I don't think story three is fake because he's pulling our heartstrings. You're, Barrett, you're going two? I'm going two. Yeah. I'll go one. I, uh, I, like, I like Barrett today. I think I'm going to roll with Brooks. And go on, uh, keep Harry on his island. What do you say, Ron? Uh, Harry is on an island. Number one is, in fact, true. Number two is the false story because I decided to make it somewhat reminiscent of July 1st, which is a special day in sports history. Ah, da, da. Or sports day. There we go. Ah, da, da. Now, 
Did you just guess on that? Do you have any insight no, in, into today, what was today is Bobby Bonilla Day? So story number two is Bobby Bonilla Day, basically. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Fake as hell. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's huge up here. Let's join us next. Wow. Are we in break now? Uh yeah, we're in a Barrett's break. door is going crazy. I'm about to go handle this, man. Hold wow. on. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh oh. You got you somebody what. in trouble, man. Good. What was that? That. Today's what? Thursday? Mm hmm. Oh, man. I had a guy that used to work. Uh, I used to work in a restaurant down in dc dupont square circle or circle, circle. DuPont it was circle. square but it was circle right yeah and uh what was the name of the hotel the drury i think it was a drury inn or just the drury whatever it is worked okay. at the hotel um and there was a, there was a really cool chef who was like emerald sous chef who was the the main chef there and and i tried to learn a lot from i mean cooking and was not in my blood but uh, there was a line cook there. His name is Alan. And he was hilarious because he was always in the weeds, right? No matter what. And you'd be like, what's up, Alan? Yo, Alan. And he's looking at you like, oh, man. Oh, man. And like that was his, his phrase every time his cat. He's dripping in sweat like he's flipping burgers. Right? He's just trying to get the steaks out, the chicken out. And he was a really good line cook, but it was just caught. He was one of those guys who you ever work with maybe it's me i don't know that or in a real job where they're all over the place they're constantly a mess yet they put out great work mm -hmm. like no matter what like yeah show. we had a bartender at our club like that okay yeah perfect example yeah. right oh mm. man oh man yeah <laughs> that phrase i'll never get that out of my head that's what i feel like barrett's going up there oh <laughs> man somebody what that. happened with what Oh, Barrett. Barrett's back. What happened? The damn dogs. Somebody left the door to the gate, and the dogs ran off. I'm not going to get them. I, wow. They can keep running. Wow. I'll tell you. So is everybody's this, running out of the door. Is this the grandson? <laughs> is it, did he do it? He let him, he let the dogs out in the backyard. Yeah. But somebody left the gate open. He didn't. He didn't leave the gate open. But somebody. Oh my goodness! It's always something. Man. Wow. It's always something. It's never a dull moment in a Brooks house. Believe me. Wow. wow. Well, I got uh, my results back from my heart scan finally. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You want to? Uh... You'll be around us for a long time. I, um, <laughs> I birdied uh, two holes in a row on the back nine yesterday, and I had just gotten done birdieing the second hole. And was on the green with a 15-foot birdie opportunity for three in a row when the phone rang. And it was my cardiologist's phone number. I recognized it. I'm like, I got to take this. So he gets on there. He says, hey, Harry, you busy? And I said, well, I'm playing golf. I said, but uh, what do you got? He goes, oh, well, it won't take long. Your plaque score came back. Zero. Nice. Zero. Amazing, bro. Amazing. All right. We are... Joined now by Kai Carlin, who is a regular now on this. For better or worse, <laughs> uh, you have been dragged into that category here on this show. You can follow Kai, of course, at 
KY underscore Carlin on Twitter. All things Sixers NBA as well for the Sixers Wire for USA Today, the Bell Ringer podcast. Just follow his Twitter. You'll know everything and all things going on. What's up, brother? What's going on, guys? How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Harry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Not as healthy as Harry. <laughs> yeah, right. No, but I, I was reading uh, Kai's uh, piece today, this morning, about a team that I had not even thought about, you know, when regards to this Ben Simmons stuff, uh, which has taken over the news since the Sixers season ended. The Indiana Pacers, you, you're making a case for that uh, might be interested, and the package might be, what, Brogdon and Lamb coming back? Is that a real possibility? No, no, no. It was just um, at this time of the year, I kind of take trade suggestions that I see like from different outlets and kind of analyze them. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one specifically came from Bleacher Report. And uh, the, the trade was Ben to Indiana for Malcolm Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb. And uh, I mean, like on paper, it's not the it's not the worst deal in the world. I mean, Brogdon is a three and D. He averaged 21 a game in Indiana can shoot the three ball. But I mean, listen, if you can get Damian Lillard or even D'Angelo Russell, you know what I'm saying? You'd rather go out to those guys than what Indiana could even offer. So, right. so like, yeah, so it's kind of this time of the year. You met Simmons is in the news. Uh, I'm trying to get page views for the site. So, uh, you know, <laughs> and people love reading trade suggestions. I know. They, I know. They, they, they love reading trade suggestions. So I, I just kind of take them and analyze them. Well, in saying that, man, do you think there's any value of keeping Ben here? You think that, you know, um, that this zero changes stripes. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, he's a 24-year-old three-time All-Star. Um, he's an all-defensive first team member two years in a row. He's incredibly talented. Um, but at this point, Barrett, uh, I feel like maybe a change of scenery would probably be very good for him, just for the simple fact that this is Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, it's hard to play here. You got to be able to kind of fight through um, – the criticism that you will receive in this city, not only from us, but from the fans as well, uh, you know, to be able to succeed in this, in the city as a sport, as a professional athlete. And I just, it, it just, it didn't look like he had it against Atlanta. It just looked like he just mentally just broke down uh, against the Hawks. Now th- this could be one of those things where you kind of burn him to the ground and then build him back up kind of like a rise of the Phoenix type thing. But at the end of the day, it'd probably be better for him if he could have like a change of scenery. I don't – and here's the thing, Mike. I know it's going to come off as just negative or whatever the buzz phrase is now that somebody wants to associate this take with, but I think it's for the better for everybody, especially Ben Simmons. Like, we've seen this, man. You've been around here like we've all been around here forever or for a long time, and it's really hard. Mike Schmidt, like it's really hard to get the fan base to turn around unless you win. McNabb, just go down the list of guys where once you were gone, you're out. And I think Ben Simmons, there needs to be such a gigantic leap in offense or at the very least free throws where it's unfair. And I'm going to use that term, Kai. It's unfair for Ben Simmons to come back to this scenario. Like it's unfair to the fans. Like it's ridiculous for the front office to bring him back. I'm not saying, hey, good riddance, good riddance. I'm trying to bring it up, especially from his point of view as well. Like go flourish somewhere else. The timeline with you developing where where Joel Embiid right now is, they're not congruent. And that's okay. 
Right. And, and, and again, I feel like um, just going back to the point I just made, like he can really just use a change of scenery eight times like, to, like, to that point. Like if you could just kind of, um, you know, I could see him like going to like a really smaller market and just flourishing because he won't. Yeah. Portland, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, I mean, listen, Damian Lillard, Portland, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, uh, I, I did, I did start with this Lillard stuff, Kai, come on. <laughs> listen, I did read in the athletic today, uh, reported by, it wasn't really a report, like a debate by John Hollinger and, uh, David Aldridge. And they came up with a scenario of just Simmons for Lillard, um, just kind of, straight up because of the contracts, but because of how Lillard, uh, how valuable he is, Philly will throw in like some younger guys. But the point is it would be Simmons for Lillard. Um, but I mean, if you can get Lillard here and I know Kevin O'Connor reported in, in the ringer that the Sixers are like hoping for an opportunity to go after Lillard. So uh, like, I feel like they're just like, that's going to be kind of their main focus. Now Lillard's one of those guys who's like really loyal um, we all know that he, he's loyal to the Blazers and just everything else that, you know, that comes with, you know, playing in Portland. But I know we all know he wasn't exactly happy about how the coaching hire went. He wasn't really happy about a couple things that went wrong and went on in Portland. So, I mean, listen, if the Sixers can somehow bring in bring in Lillard, I'm, I mean, a Lillard and Embiid duo mm-hmm. puts the Sixers at the top of the East, clearly, in my opinion. There's no question about that, you know. But I, at the end of the day, I can't see this 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 76ers organization following through with something like that. Nor do they have the commodities in this in that lineup to get a trade like that. I mean, money for money, I could see, but who who would they want to get a player like him? Who would who has the value to get a player like that? That you see the feeling is on his team. Well, David Aldridge kind of mentioned. Um, along with Simmons that Philly will throw in the rookie or I guess second year player now Tyrese Maxey and throwing in Paul Reed. And then also you it would probably have to give up Matisse Thibel, um, which would be tough because if you're going to give up Simmons and Thibel, there would go your two best defenders out on the perimeter. So that would right. be too. Um, but it's, but another thing that's really tough for Philadelphia is they don't exactly have any draft picks right now to really kind of give up because right. of the Al Horford deal they made uh, on draft night to send them to the Thunder. So Daryl Morey's, he, I mean, listen, Daryl Morey's got to kind of work his magic. They, there's not really a lot of avenues that he can really go to really improve this roster. It's either going to be do draft or, or trade. They don't really have a lot of money to spend uh, in free agency. They've really only got minimum contracts. and I think they have a $5.9 million taxpayer mid-level exception. So free agency is probably not going to be the route this year. Um, it's going to be through the draft and and through for, and through trades. And we, as we all know, Daryl Morey is a guy who's not afraid to pull any bold moves. So we'll have to kind of see what happens. But, I mean, to Barrett's point, um, there really isn't a lot that Portland would really want, I mean, outside of Simmons, you know, to really, to really make a Lillard deal happen. But, I mean, listen, Philly will be, will be definitely probing that to see if they can get an opportunity for it. Hey, Kai, uh, getting back to just Simmons here in Philadelphia, do you think it's gotten to the point, and I know everybody's pretty much saying the right things that they have to say right now publicly, but do you think it – they got to the point during that Hawks series, specifically with the play where he passed up the the easy dunk opportunity, where he's now lost some of the respect from his teammates. I don't know how he passed that up. I was yeah. shocked. I yeah. was shocked. Um, but I mean, just to, just reading the room, Harry, like after Game Seven, and the way Joel kind of, we all saw the quote. Mm-hmm. Um, the the way Joel said it, he. He was trying so hard not to throw Ben under the bus because that's his teammate. But it was kind of like he was asked a question 
he, he was asked what was the turning point and Joel, I mean, listen, he gave him an honest answer. So I feel like at the end of the day, it was just, it would be really hard for Ben to kind of come back to the locker room in mm-hmm. with, for the Sixers, unless he has actually improved his offensive game and his willing to shoot because people, you, you know, people always complain a lot about Giannis Antetokounmpo pulling up for threes and like airballing them. And, you know, he's only he, and they go, he's not shooting a good percentage. But the, the difference between Giannis and Ben, in my opinion, is the fact that Giannis isn't afraid to take those shots. And, it, and, and let's just say he knocks down one or two of them in a the game. All of a sudden, the defense has to pay attention to him now. So it's, just, it's, it's, all, it's all becoming a mental thing for Ben. Like, he's got to be able to get over that hump. Kai, I want you just to think about this for a second. And I can stretch the question out because I'm putting you on the spot. But – Whatever you would determine as day one of when the process began, most likely after they lost to Derrick Rose less or they beat the Bulls, the Derrick Rose less Bulls that year and then kind of blew it up. Maybe you want to use that year. Whatever year you want to start as year one, I'll let you decide that. But looking back at the history of the process to where we are now, I'd argue, ironically, that the biggest mistake this team made was siding with Ben Simmons over Jimmy Butler. Do you a agree with that? And B, if not, what would be the biggest mistake of the process? And I say that, let me throw the caveat. I say that because Embiid was ready and is ready to win now. Like the only problem with Embiid ever has been his health slash conditioning, never about skill. So that's why I, I just to add the caveat there. That's why. No, I mean, I mean, for, for sure. It's definitely, definitely a, it's a loaded question. I'm telling you right now. Absolutely. I mean, the, well, yeah, right, you're, right, right, right. you're a friend of the program. We don't hit you with softballs anymore. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Listen, I respect that. I, re- I respect that a lot. Um, I mean, listen, it, looking back on it, it, it looks like a, it, an absolutely huge mistake, you know, so siding with Jimmy, um, excuse me, siding with Ben o- over Jimmy for, for sure. Because, I mean, Jimmy took the Miami Heat to the finals last year. And, you know, we can all and listen, everybody can say, oh, it was the bubble. Look what happened this year. But I, I look at what happened this year for Miami is just the fact that they had a, the shortest offseason ever and then got hit with so many injuries throughout the season. Uh, they, and they lost a lot of guys. You know, they missed a lot of guys due to COVID, too. So uh, if they had like, you know, a regular season, they they would have been higher than the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. But anywho, um, just lo- looking back on letting Jimmy leave for Miami. Um, it is definitely turning out to just be, be a pretty big, big mistake. Just for the simple fact that, Aton, you mentioned it, Joel's ready to win. Joel's ready to win that uh, win right now. The dude just finished up as runner-up for MVP, and it was only because he only played 51 games and Jokic played all 72. So it was basically a participation award. Mm-hmm. So, so at the end of the day, yeah, l- letting Jimmy Butler go just continues to kind of kind of be a dark cloud over the Sixers a little bit. We went through this exercise earlier in the show, Kai, where we said, well, what if everybody, all the big stars were actually healthy for the playoffs? Like who do you think would have get, would get to the finals? And I came up with uh, Denver and Brooklyn were my, were my options. If you, you know, what, what would you think, think to that? Cause there've been so many big players injured. Absolutely. There have been so many injuries in these playoffs, and it sucks. I mean, like even looking at the Atlanta-Milwaukee series right now going on between with Trey Young and Giannis, like it yeah. sucks. Um, if, I had to, if I had to pick uh, two teams, and if they were fully healthy throughout this whole thing, it would be Brooklyn and the L.A. Lakers because I'm not doubting LeBron James. 
Okay. If you give me a healthy LeBron James and a healthy Anthony Davis, I'm taking the Lakers. Um, but yeah, like I would probably say Lakers and Nets, like if everybody was just fully healthy. Uh, I'm going to give you, you know, I, I think it's a pretty tough question, but uh, it may not be to you, but, you know, looking at Doc and how he coached this year, you know, does what he did in the regular season, does it outweigh the inefficiencies we saw in the in the postseason? You know, and, and, and I mean, can those two coexist, you know, knowing that in, in the postseason he might do the same thing? You know, um, is he worth that at this point? See, that that is tough because I feel like Doc Rivers has had like an amazing coaching career. Like even you even look what he did this year in Philadelphia, led him to the number one seed for the first time in 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, great. Right. But in the playoffs, again, he continues to just, you know, fall short ever since the 08 finals run, championship run with the Boston Celtics. Um, I don't think – I think the last time Doc got out of round two was 2012. And then they lost the Eastern Conference Finals to Miami. And they had a 3-2 lead in that series, by the way. They were down 2-0. They won three straight. But then LeBron had that game six. So I look at Doc's career, man. And, I'm, I mean, the, think about the talent he has had since, um, you know, the all-way title, title run. I mean, he had Blake Griffin, Chris Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George out in L.A. Then he came to Philadelphia. He's got Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Um, they had a theme, they had a two, one lead against Atlanta. They were up 18 in game four. They were up 26 in game five. Um, they were, they even had, they even led most of game seven and they blew it. And it's just like, it's the same story over and over again with doc, where it's like, like what's going on, man? Like, how come you not picking up on these things and making adjustments? Meanwhile, Ty Lue just took the Clippers to the Western Conference Finals, and without Kawhi Leonard, we're two wins away from the NBA Finals. So, I don't know. I, I feel like Doc, he's a, he's obviously a terrific coach, but he he's definitely got to kind of look at his past playoff failures and make adjustments. He he's just he, he's failing to like make adjustments like to his coaching style and what his game plan is. We got a break real quick on uh, Sports Map. We're back in three on the network. All right. Let's see. I I just can't take it, man. You know, I mean, you that's when you coach. That's where you that's where you build your brand. It's on, you know, the games that really count. You mean it's it's almost as though the regular season doesn't count unless you know I mean, but it does because you know they're the first seed. But right. I, I, I just can't take, you know, sitting back and, 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 and looking at the inefficiencies we saw in in you know, the big games. I mean, yes, we, this is a talented Atlantic Hawk team, but it was a very beatable team. In fact, I didn't see him put the killer instinct in his team that they needed to see. That I'm looking at these other coaches do, the killer instinct they're applying to their players. You know, I see that. You know, I saw, I saw that, you know, when you looked at the Clippers. I saw I saw it with the Suns, but I, I can't see it, you know, with, with, with the Sixers. Well, 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 here's what killed me, Barrett, was game one of the Hawks series, and he sounded an all-bench lineup. The minute he sent out an all-bench lineup in game one against the Hawks, with his team already down 10, and then Atlanta immediately stretched that lead to 26 in a span of like two minutes because the all-bench lineup couldn't get a, couldn't get anything going against the Hawks, that's when I kind of was like, you know what, they actually might lose this series if Doc is going to continue to do this. And then even in game seven – he had a he had a lineup of Tobias and four bench players. I mean, really, a t- Tobias and four bench players in Game Seven. That that's coaching malpractice. 
Mm-hmm. All and, right. <laughs> like, I'm looking at I'm looking at Doc, and I'm like, dude, why do you still continue to go to these mostly bench lineups? And you, like, you can get away with that in the regular season. You can get away with that in round one against the, the Washington Wizards and the eight seed, but you can't do that in round two. And the Atlanta Hawks, Barrett, to me, reminded me of the 2018 Sixers heading into the series. Young team, had a couple veterans, um, but they're clearly – they're just kind of getting the experience. But the fact that they came into Philadelphia and beat the, and beat the Sixers three times in that series, game one, five, and seven, my – God, like the Sixers looked like the team, the young and inexperienced team that had never been here before. You know? Right. It's just it's, It was bad. Now, I'm curious. Who do you think deserves if the Phoenix Suns go on to win this championship? Who deserves a ring more? Is it Frank Kaminsky <laughs> or the woman who gave oral sex to seven Suns players at the same time launching a 71-25 and streak? <laughs> I do remember that video. I remember that video was like right around when the bubble started. Wait yeah. a second. Let's add another one in there. Sons in four guy. Yeah, that guy too. Sons in four yeah. guy. I think He's look, if I would rank them, I'd rank the oral sex woman, sons in four, and then commence me. I'm agreeing with that ranking. Yeah. I'm agreeing yeah. with that ranking for sure. <laughs> I mean, 71 and 25. That's a trend. That's enough data right there to put together a trend. Yeah. That's not six or seven games in a row. That's 71 and 25. <laughs> I mean, I, legit, I thought I was going to get like, oh, Chris Paul. My own oh, time. Right. Before <laughs> <laughs> you leave, though, you got to give us your thoughts on this last night. What, what, yeah. what, what is this? Watching this, like, what the hell is going on here? I, I actually just saw this gif right before I hopped on with you guys. And I was like, and I'm like, now I know why Kawhi sits in the 200 level. That's rather exactly than- right. <laughs> Well, that's exactly yeah, how That's a slap, and that's a grab. That's <laughs> what he's Look at that. Look at his right hand. He's slapping his eyes. You see, there's the one guy's trying to pull him off. You see that? <laughs> well, it's that much, yeah. I mean, look, he's just like, not right enough. Or he's pulling yeah. towards him. I can't tell. Is that a subtle look? No, um, no, Harry. I think that's a tug. You that's think so? A tug of consent right there. Wow. Otherwise, the guy would be pushing his hand away. No, he's bringing Balmer closer. I but think. I can tell you this. After watching that video and looking at it in that depth, this has happened before with both of those men. And God bless them. They can do whatever the hell they want, right? But in the privacy of their own homes, no, 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 in the public. If I don't care, you do it in the game too. That's fine. It's just going to be a gif. As Kai said, it's going to be everywhere. I mean, me, me, me personally, if he does that to me, I'm squaring up with him. Right, right, right. Brooks said, <laughs> I put Barrett in the position of him being a stealer up in the box with one of the Rooney family members, and he'd say he wouldn't be employed anymore. No, we'd have to settle out of court. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Cool, I, I, by the way, man, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, that's that's you know that's. Whew, I just can't, man. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm done this, with that. Steve Ballmer is a very interesting, interesting man to watch on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. So, this is the know. guy that was crying, right? I mean, he, he can't control his emotions. This is a billionaire, and he can't control his emotions, just like us. He can't, he can't do it. 
they put their pants on the same way as all of us. Exactly. And they cry and scream and act like children the same way Bro, as all of us. That was that was damn near a Terry Crews type of incident. Though. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, was, a, that, was, that was a double. Yeah, and that, that was, was a double. Look, that was a double Terry Crews. He said there was consent in this video. All right, there was consent here. That, that guy. Look, if that went, I'm not a lawyer, right? I, I don't know if anybody else here is, but if this thing went to court, man, then he, that that video would be evidence. Like, no, no, no. If you're the guy, maybe if you're guy on, on the left, on our right here from the screen, but if you're this guy on Bomber's right, right. how can you be upset? He's holding his hand. Look, I think we'll he's trying to pull you. him away. He's not pulling. He's pulling him towards him. That's a firm grip right there, man. He, I mean, Bomber has a firm grip there, so he's trying to get away from that, bro. He's trying to hit. Yeah, Clipper Darrell's not even reacting. No. Let us know. Darrell's just happy to be there. Yeah, exactly. He's like, all right, man, if this is the, the cost of sitting next to the owner and everything. Although Clipper Dow's been around forever. Look, I'm going to keep that up there. That is a man right now pulling away. Look, look at that. That's like a second and a half. One, one thousand, two. That's two seconds. Yeah, I know. He, he's gripping on Balmer's wrist. If you, Kai, or you, Barrett, were going to follow through on your assault and you didn't want that guy's hand on you, would you hold it and grab your own thigh for two seconds? Bro, all I'm saying is this. I mean, it looked like he might have grazed, you know, the guy's, you know, nuts for a second, bro. You know, like that that yeah. could hurt, man. You know what I'm saying? That's making my stomach hurt just thinking about it, bro. But why would you Why would you guys want to grab his hand and not remove it? Like, he didn't – like, wouldn't you flick it away? Like, get the hell out of here. Kyle, no. Bring out him. My free hand. My free hand would have came it it, it 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 went full circle. You know what I'm saying? It, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is not a man acting like he is uncomfortable with this. Right. He's got his left arm around Bomber. See that? And he's got his right hand tugging away. This is a this is a rub and tug. <laughs> he said, "Oh, rub and tug." <laughs> wow. Wow. Right? Kai, man, we don't want to subject you to any more of this shit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Have a hey, great Kai, rest appreciate of the day. You, bro. Have a good fourth. Yeah. Think about how productive you're going to be following this hit with us, where it's like it can only get better for you. Right, right, right. right, right. I can't wait. I, yeah, I mean, listen, I think my day can like, get a little bit better after that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. Appreciate you so much. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. I'll talk to you. You got it, man. <laughs> All right. Over that time. was. Oof. Woo. Wow, that poor guy. Like, whoa. <laughs> that was ridiculous, man. Shout out to Xander Krause for immediately turning around audio from Kai Carlin up on the Jacob Media YouTube page here. You can see it on Twitter at uh, Jacob Media, J-A-K-I-B Media. So the clip with Kai already up there tagged everybody else as well. So. Good stuff, man. Interesting stuff as it happens, you know. Now, wow. anything else we need to get to before we get out of here? I gave you the Brook Lopez. That's the play of the night. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Over the over in threes, right? It's over one and a half, and it's plus yeah. one thirty-five or something. Well, it depends where you look at it. Fox okay. has it at one thirty-five. Twin Spires has it at plus one fifty-five. That's where I placed the bet mm -hmm. at plus one fifty-five. I hate I hate to do it to you with the um with the holiday man, but I I think he's gonna he's gonna go over. He's gonna go with the over. He's gonna no, be, that's he's fine. I just wouldn't place the bet because I don't think the ROI is worth it because it's right. pretty juiced to the high. Right. Right. I mean, it's minus. Well, it's minus one twenty three. 
if I were going to take that risk at a high number, I, I'd like the number to be lower. Like I'm okay right, with right, the right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We do this every week on the on yeah. the gambler. Yep. <laughs> Is there one other play here tonight from an individual that I what's love? Hoarders? What's Hoarders? What's Hoarders numbers look like? Hoarders at 13 and a half. It's not a terrible number. I would go with the over with that. Yeah, it's not a bad one. You know, the problem, of course, is Trey Young and how that impacts what happens there. Like, I wouldn't play Bogdanovich un unless I knew Trey Young was out. And then Bogdanovich, that's why I think if you wanted to get in on a couple of props with Bogdanovich now, you would, like, let's say Trey Young plays. If Trey Young plays, then I would take the under two and a half for threes for Bogdanovich. If Trey right, Young right, doesn't right. play, then I'd stay away with that because it's minus 182. Um, that's too expensive. Chris, how about Chris Paul getting over one and a half threes in like two minutes last night? Mm. Um, how, all right, how about this? Yeah, seven this? of them, seven of eight, I think. Yeah, and, and the first two, I think, came in like a couple of minutes in the first quarter, right? And Booker only hit, I think, one, right? Yeah, he was struggling. Yeah. Um, but struggling. look, Everly and company, they're in his face. <laughs> struggling. <was> struggling. <laughs> How about this? Would you go Herder over two and a half threes? Now, he doesn't take as many. He doesn't, no, no, he doesn't take a lot of threes right. at all. But over two and a half. Now, there's a lot of value here. Over two and a half threes at plus 140. Yeah, you're mm. right. Plus would 140, take, I like. Would you yeah. take a risk on that? I would. I would also. Yeah. You'd step it up. We got to bring that back. Step it up, take a risk. Yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. Got to bring that, gotta bring that back for Barrett. Can we play that video though? We no. can't do it. So that's kind of destroys the purpose. You're right. You're right. Because I was on on those little big wheels and stuff. That was yeah. awesome. We'd have to have Quavo do something personally for us. Yeah, it was Migos, right? Yeah. Wait yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Love that. How about that? How about the Hank Basket uh, reference in the yeah. stream? How about that? Hank Basket. That? You remember Hank Basket? Yeah, Hank oh, had, I remember Hank Basket. I just Hank don't had a proclivity for a certain uh, fetish. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, that comes up with uh, the son's woman, or what was no, that? no. It was uh, ball, Balmer Balmer. grabbing, you uh, know, the area. Balmer. Okay. Um, I'm looking at this PFF's top 50 players list. I want to, I want to just ask you a question. How many Kansas City Chiefs do you think are in the top 20? Uh, Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey. Yeah, that's three. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Matthew was in there. No, he's not. I would. There say, is uh, one other one. John Jones. Wait, is Matt real quick before you? Chris answer, Jones. Jones. Chris, Chris Jones. Jones. Chris Jones is in it. Chris All right, four. Matthew in the top fifty though. Uh, I don't. I haven't scrolled down that far. I'm, I'm in the twenties here. Okay. But there's another team with four players in the top twenty. Can you name that team? Four players in the top twenty. Yeah. Um, Rams. No. What? I would think that that's a. I thought that would be a short. Although their player is number one, Aaron Donald's number one. Donald's number one. Ramsey has to be top twenty. No question. Yes, he is. Uh, let's see that a team that has. You know, I would say like you would think from a team standpoint. Okay, Tampa. Okay, Tampa. It's it can't be the Bucks. No. no. Uh, I wonder though, like, okay, let's look at New Orleans, for example, right? You do have two guys that are locked into top 20 no matter what, Who? but I don't think that there's enough behind them, right? Who? Oh, I would think it would be Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Kamara's 39th. Really? 
Yes. Oh, that's recency bias from last year. That mm, I don't agree with that. Mm. Okay. And Michael Thomas is forty fourth again. This is this is so. Wait, just Armstead. Armstead's forty third for the. But Saints. to be fair to this list, is this based off only last year, or is this like what somebody did last year going into this year, or is this career? Uh, I'm not sure. Dak Prescott's number fifty. Wow. What? See again. Right. If PFF is saying, well, what somebody did last year is going to base how we well, look it can't be with, this year. It can't be based off Dak, last Dak year. Dak play. There. Yeah, Dak didn't play. Well, he so. played for a little bit. Well, like three but, weeks, two or oh, three Oh, he weeks. was out there for a little longer than that. I, it was I think five eight weeks. Six weeks, right? Yeah. When did he get hurt, Harry? I'm going to say the Bills. No, the Packers. What? Yes. Adam I'm surprised Rogers, as you. Who? Uh, running back. All right, so you've got three right there. No, Bakhtiari's one of them. Okay. And one of their defensive backs. Really? Yes. They've got one of the most versatile running oh, backs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're talking about um, – oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's like the top cornerback in the league, too. Jair Alexander. Yeah. Is number 45, by the way, just, just for the purposes. Five weeks? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, don't you think that – Jones is a top 20, if not top 50 player. Like Aaron Jones is one of the most versatile running backs in the NFL. They don't see him as a volume carrier, though. Yeah, but okay, that's a great point, Barrett. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I wasn't thinking that. Who really is, not to say like th that doesn't exist, but shouldn't that, shouldn't that mentality catch up to the game where right. you can be as like, you can be as effective on two downs now as running backs were 10 years ago on three downs. Does that make sense? I think they're different. I think they want to specialize guys more, and he just fits the bill at both both types, a uh, uh, running back out of the backfield as a receiver and as a runner, you know. So he, he's one of those – he's not a volume. Like, you look at you look at guys like um, Zeke. Zeke's a volume. He's a volume yeah, runner. Yeah, he's a volume runner. Right. Um, you look at guys up in um, – with, with the Giants – um uh who else Barkley. would be a volume? Who else would be yeah, Saquon Barkley you're Saquon. talking about? <laughs> yeah, and I'm talking about no, I'm talking about guy the other volume like Cook. Cook's yeah, a volume. Alvin runner. Cook. Yeah. He also catches a lot out of the backfield, too. Yep, yep. But I don't think he's kind of we're out of here now for two show days. You know that, right? Right, right. Yeah. We're yeah. all yeah. Friday and Monday. Tuesday. Correct. You guys have a great weekend. Great Fourth of July. There's about what you guys are doing. Is golf club open or what? No, it's open. It's raining yeah. today, though. Yeah, is raining. it raining? It's, it's raining, raining right, right, right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I've been it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain all through the night, supposedly. Yes. Oh man, I gotta, I, I gotta oh, go man. get my dogs. Yeah, you get better get for your the, dogs yeah, for the pound. Dog. Get some. All right, <laughs> all right fellas, peace. All, all right, right. Yeah. For everybody watching. We'll yeah. see you Tuesday. Have a happy Fourth and a safe Fourth. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.